This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is an extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 1063 FM or download the extra 1063 app. the southern border. I'm John Saucier, Fox News. A lot of pressure on the president to do something about the border, especially with more and more people showing up from more questionable countries. Fox's Peter Ducey has more. Right now, anybody that makes it to the border can at least try to say that they are here for asylum. They There is talk here about making it so that you can only do that at a port of entry. But whatever these changes may be, it represents a huge change from where this White House was one year ago. A White House official is telling us today no executive action, no matter how aggressive, can deliver the significant policy reforms and additional resources Congress can provide and that Republicans rejected. We continue to call on Speaker Johnson and House Republicans to pass the bipartisan deal to secure the border. We also have a look at some of the recent numbers on where exactly migrants have been crossing and all the different places they're coming from. Fox News has obtained some brand new internal CBP data which shows something remarkable. More Chinese nationals have been crossing here in the San Diego Diego sector in recent months. According to that data, this is the top 10 nationalities that Border Patrol have arrested crossing illegally here in San Diego sector since October 1st. Colombia is number one. Number two, China. 21,000 Chinese nationals have been encountered by agents here. Turkey has had more than 6,000 of its citizens apprehended here. 5,000 from Guinea in Africa. That's Fox's Bill Malugin reporting from Southern California. Members of Congress are in Taiwan meeting with their president, Tsai Ing-wen, showing a round of bipartisan support. The delegation led by Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher, who said the partnership between the U.S. and Taiwan is, quote, more rock solid than ever. Gallagher thanked Tai for distinguishing herself as a leader within the free world. The visit bound to get some scrutiny from China, which opposed such visits in the past, like when former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi went there two years ago. America's listening to Fox News. Go with your gut. Your dog's immune system is based in the gut. A diet lacking in nutrients can cause itching, scratching, and a weak immune system. However, there is a solution. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E, Dinovite. It took a grand total of two weeks. The dog stopped itching, the hair stopped falling out. Try Dinovite for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Learn more at Dinovite.com slash radio. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dinovite. Hear that? The relaxing sound of ambient music in a yoga class. And if you were here, you'd listen to 15 people taking a deep breath in sync. But you're not here. Because your self-care happens out on the road, riding your motorcycle, protected by Progressive. So if you ride, get a quote today and see if you could save with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer, and find inner peace with a different pose called Palms on Handlebars. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates not available in all states. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the camera. It's a, with Pete Davis, sidekick, producer, and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls, 
You know, Miss Flounder. Look out, here we go. I'm sorry, sir, that's not a giant catfish in the Chattahoochee. We're going to have to call the police. Uh, how you doing? It's only me. We got, uh, what's this, Thursday. Now, we're doing uh, uh, Neil Bortz, right? Do we, we confirm that? I, I, I forgot the number. Yes, check. we have Neil at four. He's on the road, so if Opal doesn't work, he'll just chat with us by phone. Uh, either way, it's fine. And again, uh, we're I'm flexible. When they said uh, Neil wants to be on board, I said any day, any time. So that's great. So it should be around 4 o'clock. Hopefully everything works fine. And then uh, I think uh, we're going on at 6 o'clock with Shannon. Is that going what you on said? at 6 with Shannon, that's right. And again, uh, Shannon Burke, who used to work with us here in Atlanta, is uh, does his show until 7 down in Florida. Uh, Florida Man Radio. You can look that up and listen to him. And then we come on at some time right after 6. Shannon has us join him on his show. So although we're off our radio station, we're on with Shannon. If you want to hear Shannon and uh, us chat with him, you can go to Florida Man Radio. Anyway, and sorry. That will to- be changing pretty soon. We'll have an update on that as well. Uh, Excellent. Okay. So I, I started to start off with kind of bulletin board stuff, but that's uh, Scoop, and that's what we're doing. 304, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Pete Davis, what's new in the uh, mountains of making up there, sir? <clears throat> there is now an app on your phone yes. that will tell you if your local McDonald's ice cream machine is working. <laughs> Get out of here. How could they possibly keep track of that? They're never... Well, it's easy. There's only five... five what are there, 19,000 McDonald's? I bet there's only nine machines working right now. I bet, I bet the whole freaking country. I bet there's 14 McDonald's ice cream machines actually working. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> oh, you nap to tell you whether the... Yeah, my ass. Now, who's going to update that every nine minutes or something when they forget to clean it and if you don't feel like doing it <laughs> it's, if you go through the drive-thru and it's not working or it's working you phone into the app and you tell it whether it's working so it's the people that will be doing this oh, and I, we should have people do this yeah today. good Call idea in if at a mcdonald's drive-thru <laughs> and tell us if their machine's working oh, there you go 404 hold on i got my note not that i don't know it 404-741-1230 404-741-1230 that's a great idea if you're going through <laughs> i'm going to do a little troubleshooting here i just to keep the public informed. Uh, anyway, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. And uh, let's see, uh, Flounder, how, what's new with you? Anything going on there? And Miss Veronica and everything? everything all is well listen? with us, and yeah. I'm doing good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, all, there is, we go. all is well. Yeah. All is well. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> all is well. Oh, mercy. Uh, let's see. God, we've got a billion things here uh, today. I'm not even sure where to start. And we got a lot of leftover stuff, too. You know what? We never got to uh, whether uh, you would have a girl pay when you go, take her out on a date. Yeah, especially the first date. Uh, uh, they would not be allowed, in my opinion. Uh, secondly, we never talked about dental hygienists and whether you would want to have a man be a dental hygienist. And if my dentist had a dental hygienist who was a man, I would not go to him. I, the only time a man puts his fingers in my freaking mouth is if he's a dental surgeon, he's ripping out a tooth or something like they've done a couple so of times. So here. if you were in the waiting room and he yeah. came out and said, you know, Kim Peterson, you would get up and leave? Uh, well, no, well, if I was already, uh, well, I'd be embarrassed. I, I don't, I might, I'm, I, 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 that'd be stupid. No, of course I'd let him do it. But, but again, I, I'd never go oh, back. Oh, my arm. It's yeah. broken. <laughs> oh, I got, oh, I just got a call. I uh, have to reschedule. Here's your $400 yeah. for you know, the pleasure of getting nothing. <laughs> I don't want a guy putting his hands in my mouth. I do want a pretty girl putting her fingers in my mouth and rubbing her little, get a little side boob there where she leans over. Oh, can you hand me that dental flosser? Oh, oh uh, you know, that's, that's part of the process. And again, no offense to you guys who are married to a dental hygienist. I mean, she does it because it's part of the job. They have to, and they have to lean over and give you a little something. It's just, you know, it's okay. It's not a thing. They're not flirting, and they're just being professional. So, you know, stop it. Leave the letter key going to work. 
You know, I would tell the guy, you're not putting your fingers in my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> How the hell did I get started talking about this? And the other thing was, oh, uh, bl- oh blind dates. <laughs> That's the other thing. Uh, talking about, about bl- have you ever been on a blind date based on a picture? And I have several. Back when, well, it was years and years and years ago, back when I was uh, even more dreadfully single than I am now. Uh, and I used to, oh, God, this was years and years ago, um, answering ads in the paper, and I'd send a, make, make sure they sent a picture, and I'd send a picture. They knew who I was because on TV. But anyway, uh, these girls sent pictures, and it, it was almost never, well, we'll talk about it. I mean, that's one of our holdover topics we want to get to. Now, a big things today, Millie things. First of all, the phone. Are the, I assume the phones are working. I think, my, I think mine is working now. Well, Pete Davis, yeah, it, was around, you... it was around 145 uh, it started. Uh, that my, around 145 yeah. is when the SOS came off my phone. Yeah. Now, I have AT&T. Do you have AT&T? Yes. Okay. So, so I, 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 here's how stupid I am. And by the way, well, I, we're going to do a lot of talking about whether this is a cyber attack. And you know, I, I, th- I think they still don't know what happened. If I'm not mistaken, which probably I, means it was a cyber well, attack. Well, I mean, well, again, you know, <laughs> someone hacked there. You know, it's like I, was, I wrote down some notes and I said, um, uh, "Let's see, cyber attack warning. They're here." I mean, I wrote it down and say, "You know, th- this is here. Here we go." Anyway, um, God, now I oh, oh, this morning. Okay, so I'm actually reading this story about how the phones are all messed up. Okay, so I've got the story. In fact, what I do in the morning, I was up even earlier, so like 5 o'clock, and I'm doing stuff, looking through stuff, and I'm sending, taking pictures of the stories I want to get, and one of them was the AT&T problem, cell networks nationwide, 911 service across America, da-da-da. And so I, I, I took that picture and about 10 others that I sent to Flounder so you can print them up before I get here uh, at the studio. Uh, so I knew the story that there was a whole thing with the phone. Okay, so I start to use my phone, and I wanted to uh, dial to something, and it wouldn't work. I said, Damn it! I'm like, I can't my 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 ear rockets because it's supposed to go automatically. But if I use my phone, it, it automatically goes into my ear rockets if I wanted to, and it wasn't working. There was nothing there. I, in fact, I tried to call the morning show. They were they were me pretty good today <laughs> on the morning show. I was paying tribute to them. They were thanking us for how much the afternoon show uh, has helped them uh, uh, continue gaining in the ratings. You know, they're getting more and more people, uh, and we're we're helping them along, which we're very thrilled for. We're you know, and they were so uh, grateful this morning, thanking them for all the help. And I'm, and I'm thinking. God, I wanted to call in to thank you, uh, to thank them, and I couldn't get there. The freaking phone wouldn't work. I tried to dial, and there was nothing there, and I thought, oh, my God, my headphones, my, my ear rockets are broken. And here's how stupid I am. I actually waited until 8 o'clock this morning to call, the, to start to call the hearing aid company to say, I think there's something wrong with my hearing aids. And then it finally hit me, uh, you idiot, your phone's not working. So, of course, it's, you know, I mean, how, you know, I just, I didn't make the connection. How stupid is that? Anyway, and I wanted to call the morning show to thank him. And poor Tug, he wants to drive my car so bad. I felt, I feel so bad for. Him. And they were talking about NASCAR. Hey, Tug, my car has almost a hundred more horsepower than NASCAR allows. Okay. And he wants to drive my car. He can drive my car anytime. Anytime on the weekend, just let me know. I didn't have his number. I had a text. I would have called him. Anyway, he can drive my car. But I guarantee you, the first time he does it, he's going to spin around in a circle and uh, be very embarrassed. But that's fine, too. So anyway, so now are we back to normal? The phones are all set? And, and Pete's okay up there in the, with a link and all that stuff? I, I never had a problem. Well, you weren't uh, obviously not AT&T. And it was also uh, Verizon had trouble, T-Mobile. And um, I, I'm not sure. Let's see. Consumer Cellular and Straight Talk had some outages. Boost Mobile. There was a bunch. 
that had, it was early in the morning, but it lasted. Uh, I, well, uh, oh, oh, in fact, <laughs> again, I, I'd say, I swear to God, we have no. Oh, oh, two things. I'm going to blast your dirty, stinking uh, the president dog turd last night is now telling us that if we voted for Donald Trump, we are worse than uh, the old Southern racists like Strom Thurmond. And then he has the nerve to, ta- to, to, to get rid of his dog by giving it to an L.A. street gang that does dog fighting. Unbelievable. So those two topics are coming up about how he would send his dog to a street gang, street dog fighting gang uh, in, in Los Angeles with the Crips and the Bloods. We'll get to that in a, in a little bit later on. And also his brother's a dirty, stinking, freaking liar. And go, oh, oh, and he got caught on the stand. And then he, and then he said, well, uh, we have your signature here uh, proving you sent money. And he goes, oh, uh, I don't rem- I don't, I just don't recall. I, he was using the the Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage Pretty in Pink defense. Gee, I just mm, I just don't recall that at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, and and uh, we've we got a million things here, too. And for the fun of it, I couldn't use my ways today. I, re- I realized again when I got in the car to come to work, but it still wasn't working. And so I, and I put the ways, and it, w- it was just plain said not 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 connected yeah, it or said something. Offline. Yeah, offline. Offline. Yeah. So that so, so I said, well, I went. I've got like seven routes I take that I could take depending on where ways wants me to go. So I said, well, gee, I wonder what the best one to take today because I never go on four hundred anymore, never go on two eighty five. And so I go all back road stuff. So I picked one, and sure enough, about halfway through, ways came on and said, at the next intersection, take a left. And, oh my God, you're back. And so anyway, so but I was I did a little game with myself uh, because that uh, keeps me uh well, <laughs> from shooting somebody. Uh, no, three tw- three thirteen already. God, I can't believe it. Sorry, sorry. Uh, let, oh, oh. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, farmer wants a wife is on tonight. Um, oh, and a thank you to my uh, iPad fixer, Kevin, our Delta pilot. All that's coming up. Kevin, Pete, and Flounder, Pete's uh, tweets, and uh, Flounder's funnies, and Holy Crap at Sports, and a whole lot. Three thirteen. Kevin, Pete, and Flounder on Thursday. Look out! Here we go. Neil Bortz is only on Extra 1063, Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station. Donald Trump. What do you think world leaders think about this guy with his gold sneakers? This hyper narcissistic loose cannon who invites Russia to attack our NATO allies. Atlanta Talk Radio legends are only on Extra 1063. The Atlanta Braves are proud to host the annual Bill Lucas Ralph Gar HBCU Classic. March 1st and 2nd at Cool Ray Field in Gwinnett. Come see the Grambling State University Tigers take on the Florida AM Rattlers. The HBCU Classic is designed to showcase HBCU baseball in the Southeast and foster the next generation of diverse baseball players. Friday's March 1st game begins at 5 p.m., followed by a game Saturday, March 2nd at noon. Tickets are $15. Get yours today at Braves.com slash HBCU Classic. Hey Atlanta, Steel Power Equipment is the number one selling brand of gasoline and battery-powered tools in America. That's an accomplishment that's even more impressive when you realize steel isn't sold in the big box stores or online. Atlanta's largest steel dealer is Howard Brothers. Howard Brothers' largest one-day sale of the year is Wednesday, March 6th. Put it on your calendar and be sure to stop by to add some steel to your fleet or to your garage. All equipment and parts at Howard Brothers will be on sale. The grass is always greener when you take care of it with steel and Howard Brothers. 
It's a mad world out there, but one thing is certain, everyone is trying to market something. So tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. to the Marketing Mad Men, who, along with a variety of industry expert guests, can help you make sense of it all. Whether you own a business and want tips to scale, or are a fan of the finer things in life and want to know how restaurants, golf courses, and wine companies try to sell you stuff, the Marketing Mad Men is your ultimate destination for all things marketing. Tune in right here on Extra 106.3 every Saturday at 3 p.m. or search online for more content. Join the madness with the Marketing Mad Men. It's getting a little weird here, I'm sorry. It's like a freaking funeral dirge or something. So this was his last album when he was dying of cancer. Oh my God, are you serious? So they did this on purpose to like well, say, I mean, I'm I, leaving I, you now? I'm or? not sure all the details, but oh he just, God. I think he found out he had cancer while he was doing this album. Oh boy. Well, uh, David Bowie, 2017, dominated the 2017 Brit Awards. Best British Male, Best British Album for his mournful swan song, Black Star, Rag and Bone Man, was the other big winner of the night, taking home two awards. Uh, Critics' Choice Award, Best British Breakthrough Act, as well as honoring David Bowie. Brits paid tribute to George Michael, who died on Christmas Day 2016. Uh, But that was uh, 2017, Bowie cleaned up on the Brit Awards. And then in uh, 1970, going back in history, appearing at the Roundhouse Spring Festival in Camden, London, David Bowie and the Hype, their first live performance of the new band, along with Bach Denkel, Groundhog, and Caravan. 1970, David Bowie and his new band, The Hype. Anyway, a little musical history there. Flounder, our musical director, another wonderful job, sir. Birthday list includes... Oh, <laughs> I don't matter what if I drew Barrymore. You know, God, there was a time... Uh, um, there was a time I thought she was so hot... And she's such a freaking nutbag, and it's not her fault. It's, it's just not her fault. Drew Barrymore is 49 years old. I was reading a thing about her, in fact, this morning on, uh, on one of the social media sites on my phone. Um, and she's come out. I think she has a new book out, or somebody's got a new book or something. And it talks about her, you know, being a cocaine addict when she was 12 and, uh, you know, uh, doing drugs and drunk when she, uh, all the time when she was a kid. Uh, I mean, it's just a horrible, horrible story. Uh, and so, you know, it's no, we talked about it yesterday, child actors, you know, the, in the showbiz. And she was, you know, the, the Barrymore family. I mean, she she was a Barrymore. And by the way, she did, I mean, she's a nut now. Remember, remember she she saluted, the, she had the guy pretending to be a girl. Oh, I think it was the Bud Light guy. It was one of them. It was on her show. And she actually kneeled down to bow before him, uh, showing how wonderful it was that a guy could also be a girl. You know, saluting the a woman of the year is a freaking man kind of deal. I mean, she's just, you know, she's just, she's just. Just half nuts, and it's not her fault, and she's feeling a lot better these days, it said. Anyway, Drew Barrymore, 49. And I remember, uh, I forgot the name of the movie. It was a movie with uh, uh, somebody Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, and he played Chuck Barris, the producer uh, of a Dating Game. And the newlywed game, and I knew him. I, I worked with him, and I did. Uh, I, I was not, anyway. Long story, uh, but she was uh, his girlfriend in the movie, and she played a great part. Uh, anyway, Drew Barrymore is 49. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on Drew Barrymore. Well, that's an unfortunate phrase. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Uh, 1997 on this day, our history list. <clears throat> 1997, Jennifer Lopez married a Latino waiter named Oyani Noah. He proposed to her in 1996 at a cast party for the movie Selena. 
He proposed in 96, and on this day in 1997, she married him. It lasted one year. And bingo. So there you go. That's it. I mean, my God. <laughs> Uh, whatever. By the way, 319, Kemmer, Pete, and Falounder, 404 741-1230, 741-1230. Uh, our 3 o'clock afternoon hour is brought to you by our friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, well, do yourself a favor. FirstLibertyGA.com, and they will definitely take care of you. Uh, 319-404-741-1230. Uh, Neil Bort's coming on at 4 o'clock today, one way or the other. Uh, for, uh, we'll get right to the newsy stuff. First of all, I just saw this story's breaking now. A Georgia fisherman in Columbus on the Chattahoochee thought, oh, my God, I've reeled in the biggest catfish in history. It was 5 o'clock in the afternoon. A bunch of uh, buddies were uh, fishing on the Chattahoochee. And uh, Buddy Brian uh, in Muskogee County was fishing with the boys. And he said, in 12 years, this is the first time I've had a fisherman hook a body and bring it to shore. He thought it was the biggest catfish in the world. He hooked on a body. And, and so they, he hooked him and reeled him in. Uh, and they say the body's probably a homeless guy who may, may have jumped into the river earlier this month. They got a call to the area, notorious for people drowning. A uh, guy was having an issue, got high on meth or something. From the way he was acting, he was naked. And uh, the, a couple of years ago, they, uh, people say, well, that looks like the same guy. Jeez, can you imagine? What a way to go. A meth head naked at the, at the Chattahoochee River in the middle of nowhere in Columbus in the woods. In Chattahoochee, naked, high on meth, and you jump in the freaking river and drown. Dear God. That's why you don't eat anything you catch in the Chattahoochee. Wow. Well, yeah, good. It's true. Or Lake Lanier or Lake Alatoona or anywhere else around here that I know. I suppose if you go to some of Georgia lakes, but I honestly, I wouldn't. <laughs> Especially they're man-made. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, 321, uh, Kim Repeat and Flounder. How's it going? Oh, Lordy. Okay. <laughs> I'm such a goofy freaking mood. Uh, okay. The cell, oh, the cell things. And by the way, um, I do believe that they're here. I do believe that the, the, the business with the phones is they're messing with us. They're seeing what will happen, what, what, you know, going little by little. And then we say, oh, man, the phones went bad for a while. And so overnight from, you know, again, it wasn't a rush hour when most of the business is done. It was overnight. So what's a possible explanation for why that would happen there? It couldn't have been just too much service or something. You know what I mean? So anyway, and again, as far as I know, they still don't know what happened. But hundreds of thousands, millions, whatever of people, including me, and with no phone service, I could text, ironically, but I couldn't use my phone for actual phone, you know, uses. Anyway, uh, and Marco Rubio says, by the way, he said, uh, there won't be the, you know, if you think this is bad, causing an AT&T outage, he said, that's nothing, man. The next time when they do it, if it's like a Chinese cyber attack, it's going to be everything. When they hit our power system and our water supplies, which they've done, remember they blew up some, you know, they had uh, basically terrorists. Blowing up power stations, setting charges and stuff. Railroad thing. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff they can do. Anyway, it's uh, it's definitely. Uh, I think it's here. I think we're. I think we're being set up, and I don't think we know it. I, I think they're uh, testing us. Can they make the MARTA trains run on time? Can they do that? That would be, a, <laughs> be quite the accomplishment. You know, well, I sure hate to be in that business. <laughs> God, uh, three twenty-two with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and James Biden got caught. Lying to the Congress, although he's, he'll deny that he got caught, but he was using the Hillary Rodham peace, stinky fart cabbage, pretty and pink perjury defense. 
Uh, this uh, scummy brother of this scummy family, James Biden, gets on the stand uh, and he says, uh, oh, well, no, I, uh, I was not part of any deal. And my brother was not part of any deal. I was not part of any deal with my nephew, Hunter, or business associates, Rob Walker, Tony Bobolinsky, James Giller, according to sources with the interview when he was testifying in a closed door meeting with Congress. And then when pressed with an agreement that actually had his freaking signature on it. James Biden, the sugar brother, actual brother, changed his story saying, um, golly, I just don't recall. I just, mm, that's, are you sure that's, it doesn't look, I just, I really can't, wow, golly. Uh, sorry, I wish I couldn't help you guys, but I just don't remember. Listen, I got to be going, and uh, just if you could drop everything, that'd be fine. Appreciate it so much for my, you know, my brother and our family. You dirty, stinking, freaking rat. So they sh- you shouldn't put him in freaking handcuffs right there. They just caught you in a lie. How could you not remember uh, after all the attention that's been given to the Biden family and all this corruption stuff and the documents and the emails and the testimony of the whistleblowers? My God, man, it's been going and the Hunter laptop. I mean, holy crap. And he just says, oh, I don't remember. And he says, oh, OK, well, move on. God, I mean, where do they get, they get these freaking people? Uh, and of course, the GOP investigation undermined by fed. Oh, oh th- I love this one too. Th- this is one of my favorites. Uh, this is now a, a central claim uh, by a Democrat saying that the GOP investigation of the uh, president is undermined by federal prosecutors because the FBI said, "No, we we arrested a guy. We arrested an FBI informant who claimed there was a multi-dollar bribery scheme involving the president and his son Hunter and the Ukrainian energy company Burisma." But now they're saying, "Oh no, that guy lied to us." The FBI says, "Oh, we can prove to you. We can show to you now. We are now telling you just in time for the election year. This time, the FBI, we're telling you we arrested this guy because he gave false testimony." So it may be something, oh, sure, it's going to help Joe Biden say that the whole thing was investigation was a scam and a fraud. But we're releasing this information now during the election year because we think it's important to you to get the truth of what might affect the election year this season. Gee golly, how come they didn't do that with a freaking Hunter laptop? And that scumbag freaking perjurer, Christopher DeCostak, disgrace of Atlanta, Ray himself, actually got on the freaking stand. And when they asked him, how come you didn't tell the public? How come you didn't deny these 51 stinking uh, uh, intelligence agency people uh, saying it was Russian disinformation looked like? And how, how come you didn't tell the truth about that? You knew the laptop was real. You had it all the time. You knew everything about it was real. How come not only did you not do an investigation, you didn't do squat. How come you didn't just tell the truth that it was real? And, and Christopher Ray actually actually had the freaking balls to say, well, uh, we don't want to get involved in a, an investigation that might affect an election. Uh, we, we thought it, would be, it wouldn't be fair uh, to reveal information that could, could affect an election. That's exactly when you should reveal the truth. You shouldn't be making stuff up like you did about Donald Trump, like when you staged that information of, of his secret documents, top secret classified stuff, you staged it as though he was displaying it on a freaking coffee table, you dirty, rotten rats. And, and, then, and he has the balls to say, well, we wouldn't want to interfere with the election, you dirty, stinking liar. You, and you did just the opposite with this piece of crap. And by the way, that, that uh, arrest by the FBI doesn't mean diddly squat because they've got all the information and text and phone calls and witnesses and everything else. So this is just another piece of crap. My God, they brought back the Russian disinformation scandal again. Can you? I mean, I, I, I honestly think about this. They have the Democrats have somehow managed in another election to bring back Donald Trump and Russian agents help and disinformation. Holy crap, they've done it again. 
We're, I mean, look at the, there's the story. It's a Russian district. I mean, I, I can't believe it. They pulled it off. Nancy Pelosi is doing interviews now again, saying the whole thing from 2016. He's been a Russian agent the entire yeah. time. Yeah, we can prove it now. We just proved it. That Russian agent was a liar, boy. He worked for the FBI, and he lied to him. So, obviously, this is there's nothing. Oh, God, I hate these people. I, well, we need a revolution. Uh, again, I, there's, I, I don't see any way out. If uh, Honest to God, if they win, if they, oh, Jesus. I still don't believe that Biden's going to be on the ticket. I, I don't believe he's gonna, they're going to let him run. I think they're getting too scared. I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, but, but, again, if they win, if he stays on the, and they win, and God forbid they they go back. To, well, they, we we just lost another congressman. So what's our what we got two uh, an advantage of two or three like max seats because we lost Santos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, George Santos. So I mean, if they take control again, it's over. Well, look how stupid people are up there. New York is going right down the crapper. Yeah. And what do they do? They they have a, a crooked Republican. Okay, fine, get rid of him. But that doesn't mean all Republicans are crooked, probably just half of them. So get another one in it. No, no. Yeah. They yeah. go out and elect a Democrat. Yeah. To keep and the whole going. state is... And then, by the way, uh, we also... I mean, this really makes me freaking furious. When President Dog Turd Brain actually has the balls to now suddenly say, well, you Republican congressmen aren't going to do anything to help to solve the border, so I guess I'll have to close it. I'm going to have to make people stay at their centers or their asylum seekers. They're going to have to stay there to fill it. I'm thinking, oh, my God, isn't, uh, gee, don't we understand that's exactly what Trump did? You've now, you erased all of Trump's stuff, and now because it's gotten so bad that the Democrats aren't even turning on you, your own people are turning on you, you're now going to blame Republicans for not coming up with a plan, so you're going to do what Donald Trump did, and then blame Republicans for not doing it. Oh my God, my head's exploding. I mean, th think about it. He's going he's gonna to use the Trump techniques to close the border and blame Republicans for not having a plan to close the border. They had a plan. It was called Donald Trump for four years. Yeah. I mean, literally, he's doing what Donald Trump did over and over and over. Make them stay where they are, fill out the paperwork, come back. I mean, it's unbelievable. And he's, now he's going to be bragging about, oh, I had to single-handedly take care of the border issue. You caused the border issue, you bastard. And the figures today show 7 million people came over in his administration. 7 million. You can't tell me those are all refugees who are beaten by terrorists their entire lives in, their, in Colombia or Chile or someplace or Africa, and they all need to be granted asylum in America. You dirty freaking liars. There was no conspiracy theory about changing our culture. You did it. You pulled it off. Oh, my God. I got to stop yelling. Hey, you got anything on a truck here, uh, uh, Flounder? Any, anything on the side? I don't know. It's uh, 3.30. <laughs> you holding anything? Anybody in the sales department got anything on the, on the hip there? Just to calm the camera down a little. <laughs> I got a bad feeling something awful is going to happen. I'm a little worked up today, as you can tell, for a couple of reasons I can think of, by the way. <laughs> Drive home has. I know the God, it's only me. Oh, yeah. Let it rip, baby. Sex pistols. That yeah, was on this day, 2004. Anarchy in the UK was named the most influential record of the 1970s. 
It was a poll by Q Magazine back in 2004. The most influential record of the 70s was Anarchy in the UK. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody was voted second place. Donna Summer's I Feel Love, third. T-Rex Get It On, fourth most influential record of the 70s. And Special AKA's Gangsters came in fifth. That was in 2004. By the way, earlier, 2000 on this same day, the engagement ring that Sex Pistols Sid Vicious gave to his girlfriend Nancy Spungen went on sale at an auction for $2,500. Sid bought the ring from uh, Camden Market in 1977, and uh, on sale also was a pair of John Lennon's jeans for (laughs) (laughs) $3,800. I'm not sure I'd want to buy somebody else's pants. You know, it'd be fun to have a celebrity stuff. I'm not sure I'd want his pants. I, you know... (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Again, you know what? I'm on vacation. It's a holiday, and I'm on vacation. I'm just in my head now. When I get in the freaking car to come to work, I put on on my my, uh, charging song of uh, How Do You Like Me Now, and then I go right to Christine in my car uh, calling me baby. And on my song, of course, listen to the radio, the news, and the talk show guys. But during commercial breaks, something I'm putting on my, you know, Christine baby. And then before I come in, the last thing I do, I back to How Do You Like Me Now. And my whole attitude is, I'm on freaking vacation. I'm just, I'm, uh, you know, we're just everything's fine, and uh, we're having fun. Go along, do our stuff, uh, put in the work, and talk about things, and off we go. There's no sense in screwing my whole freaking rest of my stupid damn life up so, for everything. So why couldn't you come to this conclusion several years ago and, and not put us through all the angst and Well, what fun, would that, what fun would that have been? Anybody could just be oh, nice and friendly all the time. <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> well, you haven't exactly had the same kind of life experience, so have you? Now, show me a freaking thanks, mister. Giving you more fullness in your life than you would have been. <laughs> Otherwise <me>. known. <laughs> That's what she said. What? Ah, God. I'm a mess. Uh, 344. Uh, 330. What, what did I say? 336. <laughs> I wasn't even close. Oh, God. And I'm not even, I'm just, I'm so sorry. Uh, our birthday list Thomas Jane, 55, star of. Sci-Fi's The Expanse. I don't know what that is. He was also in the 2004 Punisher movie, uh, The Mist. By the way, The Punisher. Uh, Punisher was a great movie. I, every time that's on, I always DVR it and I just look and watch the good, good parts. <laughs> I, really, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, just you know, it was you know, getting back at the bad guys mostly, and the way he took care of John Travolta at the end. Oh my God! Anyway, uh, Thomas Jane, Punisher movie, 2004. Also, wasn't he also in the HBO series Hung? Yes, yes, he was. He played a school teacher, and the girls uh, after they got out of class, well, what I'll do him, and he was good. Oh no, uh, some lady made a, a professional gigolo. That's what gigolo. it was. Uh, and and she, and I remember she said, "Well, I get you know I really should uh, try you out first to make sure you know how to do this," <laughs> which is pretty funny as his agent, you know. Well, you better you really I'll probably do me just to make sure I, I can give you some pointers on how you know what ladies like, you know. <laughs> I think, oh my God! And I, in fact, I remember seeing that. I think it only lasted one season. I don't know why. Uh, I thought it was a pretty one interesting movie. It was a good show. Yeah, it was kinky yeah. and it was and it was it wasn't dirty at all, but it obviously talked about you know sex and had it with girls. But I, anyway, whatever. Thomas Jane. Uh, uh, 55, he was um, uh, uh, the star of HBO's Hung, it says here, where he played the part of a guy with a giant... He used to be married to Patricia Arquette. Thomas Jane, 55 years old today. I got a little history thing here for you. In 1630, among the early traditions for the English colonial settlers in 1630 America, at their first Thanksgiving... 
The gift came from the Quadaquine Indian tribe. Popcorn. The first popcorn, American colonialist, 1630. Uh, on that note, yes, you know what the word cobweb is, right? Yes. What is it? It's a web. It's a, a spider's nest to where he makes his little mm -hmm. web and catches flies and then eats them. So why is it called a cobweb? Because the web is done by the cob, which is an exterior part of the testicular spider membrane that uh, secretes the uh, mucus. <clears throat> I, th I, th no, I could be wrong in that. It's possible that I might have misremembered my biology from the eighth grade. I One of the English words for spider was cob, and we don't use the word cob anymore to talk about spiders. We Ooh. just call them spiders. Well, I'm never going to get another cob salad, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I love cob salad, too, by the way. That's my, if I, if yeah. ever I make a salad, am I talking about salads on the Kimmer Show? With the yes, you founder? are. If I make a salad, it's iceberg lettuce. Lot, I mean, all, all the white, the, more, the whiter it is, the better. I don't like that dark green crap. That's girl lettuce. You can you can stuff that. All that like romaine and all that, you know, all that, all that dark. So you get and you get all, a lot of the iceberg lettuce, and then you got to have a lot of things like chunks of ham, chunks of bacon, Blue cheese. lots of cheese. You need, I need Havarti cheese. I need a little sharp cheddar, maybe some Wisconsin uh, something or other. Uh, lots of cheese in there, and some uh, chunks of uh, maybe even little bites of turkey or bacon or and ham, stuff like that, and then uh, and, and actually even a couple of different colored uh, onions, like the purple onions and the uh, stuff like that, and uh, and and uh, and maybe there's little baby corns. I love those little baby corns, and then lots of dressing, baby. Two, I, I use at least ranch and blue cheese dressing, uh, and and I put honestly before I mix my ranch and blue cheese in there, I take a little Italian, little Italian, and shake it up real good, and just kind of put a little teeny bit <laughs> oh. and, and mix it up so it has a little bit of a base. How do you and not then weigh I pour 700 in pounds? <laughs> Actually, I had gained nine. I've lost three. So, I, <laughs> yeah, because I feel fat. <laughs> you know who who had one of those salads? You know the the wedge salad. Yeah, the ice yeah, that's, stuff? yeah, that's yeah. But Blue Moon Pizza had a has oh, really? a good one. I'll yeah. be done. I used to get one at the steakhouse at Lenox Square when I was for, 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 for a certain person, uh, and they they knew I was coming and they made me my special salad the way I liked it too. Anyway, sorry. All right. Well, that's all we have today, folks. Thanks for... Oh, Good sorry. Night, no, 340. <laughs> I'm just... All right, now I'm going to get ticked off, because here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I, I shouldn't be... I, I should stop all this yelling. It's, it's wrong. However, last night, President Dog Turd has now compared people who voted for Donald Trump as being worse than the worst segregationists in America. Uh, President Stupid Face was giving a speech. He was doing a, at a fundraiser uh, last night, and he said um, it marks an escalation in his war of words against Republicans. Since he, he claimed the uh, GOP-controlled House refuses to hold a vote on the Senate foreign aid bill. We'll get to that in a minute. And then he says, I've been a senator since 72. I've served with real fascists. I've served with Strom Thurmond, according to what he said at the fundraiser in San Francisco last night. But guess what? This is what the president said. But guess what? These guys are worse. These guys do not believe in basic democratic principles. Thurman did terrible things, but at least you could work with some of these guys. Time and again, Republicans show they are the party of chaos and division. 
And so, of course, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, says, no, wait, those comments are freaking outrageous. The least popular president ever seeking re-election is so desperate and so underwater in the polls, he's playing the race card from the bottom of the deck. In fact, uh, a flounder, if you would, here's a little comment uh, from uh, a former uh, Senator Dog Turd when he got in hot water uh, talking about his uh, good buddy Strom Thurmond. As Strom told me, he said, Joe, uh, if there has to be a Democrat as president, I hope it won't happen, he said, it might as well be you. And after I dropped out of the race, he came and said, don't worry about it. He said, you got a good 30 years left to try. Well, I'm not sure exactly what he said that thing, but uh, back in 20... <laughs> who, who, who was, I want to know who the fascists were that he was uh, yeah, serving exactly. With. Well, I remember in 2020 at the primary, he touted the civil working relationship he had with Senate segregationists like Strom Thurmond and James Eastland. Uh, his uh, comments came as they're blocking the vote on the Senate bill to provide military aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, and also Hamas. Um, and uh, he's just, I mean, he's just, this is unbelievable. Oh, in fact, hold on a second. I got. Do we have a phone call? Well, or no, Dave just uh, Dave and Smyrna called, and he said, "Remember when Hillary called Trump uh, supporters deplorable?" Oh yeah, basket and, of deplorables. Yeah. But again, here's I got to get my goggles on here, uh, and here's a couple some of the uh, reactions about. I got to hold on. I got uh, Bing, Bing informant uh, Marino, and here we go. Uh, uh, the reaction when he says that the we Republicans and the Republicans in Congress are worse than segregationists he used to work with. Some reaction. Strom Thurmond was a segregationist who raped a black child. What in the absolute frank is Joe Biden talking about? Biden says it was easier to work with Strom Thurmond. Joe Biden's as racist as Strom Thurmond was. Biden just knows that his power relies on keeping black people in perpetual ignorance and fear. Biden goes off on a GOP Congress at a fundraiser. I've been a senator since 72, and he shows more of his racism than ever. Another, Biden doing his, oh, sorry, I'm committing genocide right now, apology tour to rehabilitate his reputation with left-leaning voters emblazoned with a headline. Actually, Strom Thurmond wasn't so bad, if you think about it. Certainly a bold choice. Oh, my God. What a dirty, rotten scumbag. Uh, and, and by the way, he complains about, you know, no aid to Ukraine. Uh, did he, and no aid to Israel. Did he forget that Hamas actually had people parachuting into a concert of innocent people enjoying a freaking concert, and he slaughtered them, and they cut off heads of babies, and they tied couples together, and then set them on fire? While they were struggling and screaming, they raped the women in front of their husbands and children and then killed them. They raped the babies and the and little girls in front of the family and then killed them. I mean, are we forgetting that? And they want a freaking truce? <sighs> oh, fine. Uh, oh, and by the way, let's not forget, the reason this scumbag wants all the money for Ukraine, let's remember Hunter Biden and Burisma. The family made millions off of this deal. And despite what the uh, now the federal Gestapo investigation is saying about the one uh, uh, undercover agent they were using, about how he misled them on one of the things about the Biden thing, there's a million other ties. There's a whole bunch of bank records. There's so many offshore accounts you can't even freak can count him anymore, and he's still there complaining about this. Joe Biden wants the money for Ukraine because he's saying thank you. It's a yep. deal. He made a deal. Ukraine took care of Hunter by the balls, and that family got money. Let's remember the conversation. Hunter said, I'm sitting right here next to a guy who could make your life miserable. And I mean, this is unbelievable. That's why he wants to pay Ukraine. That's why he wants all this money going over there, because he figures, oh boy, I better do it. They're going to release all the audio tapes.
He, it's a payback. He's saying thank you for what you did for my family. And you and I are the freaking suckers. What a bunch of a-holes. Oh, my God. We're, uh, we're screwed. Yeah, I know. Let's let him get away with it some more. Let's pass another $60 billion. More for in one day, $60 billion, more than the entire Marine Corps needs for a year. Oh, I, you know, I hate these people. Uh, quarter of four. Quarter of four, quarter of four. No, we're fine. Everything's fine. And now the doggy. The man split his dog, gave him to a gangbanger in charge of dog fighting ring. I can't believe it. What a slime bag. Oh, poor dog. <laughs> Look out. It's only me. It's only the camera. Calm down now. Everything's fine. Got a little talk with myself. Pinch my nipple a little bit and kind of got the venom out of me and everything's fine now. All right, here we go. A little rock and roll. Here we go. Heavy metal act. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Did you just say a bad word? No. Oh, <laughs> How can you tell? It's a... Anyway, here, 19... Uh... Hold on, this damn thing with the thing there. Uh, 1989, a category for heavy metal was now included at the Grammy Awards for the first time in 89. Metallica performed on stage, but the award went to Jethro Tull. A lot of people in the audience booed. In the meantime, Bobby McFerrin, this is 89, Bobby McFerrin won Record of the Year, Song of the Year for Don't Worry, Be Happy. Tracy Chapman named Best New Artist. Tina Turner won Best Female Rock Vocal Performance for Tina Turner, Latina Live in Europe. This is what won for Best Heavy Metal. This is Heavy Metal, Jethro Tull, Heavy Metal winner? A band with a flute. Oh, my God. No wonder they booed. How could you possibly, the first year of Heavy Metal and this? It's the Grammys. They're always lame. Always lame. Oh, my lame. God. <laughs> It's a country song. <laughs> it almost sounds like, oh, my God, it sounds like Ringo. It sounds like one of the Beatles doing a little kind of a happy. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, how much do I know? Not much, apparently. God, I can't believe that. <laughs> Uh, birthday list includes David Axelrod, the famous Democrat uh, uh, fixer, 69 years old. Even he, he's been even saying, oh, you guys are in trouble, and that's going to be looking good. Uh, but <clears throat> they won't listen. Uh, let's see. On this day in history, 1924, President Calvin Coolidge delivered the first presidential address from the White House. In 1924, so it's really cool, big deal. Uh, 351, how's it going? Here's a Kimmer and Pete and Flounder. Uh, our number is 404-741-1230, I can't tell you how uh, much uh, weirdness this is going to be, that the president's stupid face is going to close the border using Trump <laughs> techniques that he used many years ago. Now, hell, Donald Trump, uh, migrants have now arrived in the border in greater numbers than ever before in American history. And, of course, this is wor- uh, his worst issue. Uh, he's going to use a, a rule known as 212, allows the president to suspend the entry of foreigners when it's determined their arrival is not in the best interest of the country. But that should have been day one. I mean, again, there's no sense in dwelling on it. But, I mean, again, it's just, it's just astounding, astounding. And then they have the balls to say, well, I have to do this to save the country because you damn Republicans won't take care of it. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't. 
I, I don't know if I have faith in the American people to see through the bourgeois. I, I mean, no. seriously, I, I think we're doing I think we're they could reelect yeah. this guy. They've dummied down everybody with their bad schools. Yeah. Oh, Lord. And then he ha- and then he has the balls to get rid of it, put his German Shepherd commander uh, in with a uh, dogfighting ring at the L- in L.A. gangbangers or something. This is unfreaking believable. They've now come out with they've done some investigating, and it turns out the official reports show that commander between October and July, and one you know, half a year, six month period, or wait, eight month period, whatever it was, uh, had uh, had bit had bitten twenty four different people, basically Secret Service agents. Uh, with some of the examples are the the, uh, the uh, Secret Service guy was walking with the president into the palm room and commander uh, went in first and came back and grabbed the guy's arm. He stood up and backed down. And the, the Secret Service agent said he literally is as tall as I am standing and he backed off. Uh, another instance, just a quick example, an agent held the door for the first uh, lady, the... Uh, 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 the uh, the uh, cheating queen going into the dining room and commander jumped onto the agent and bit his chest. The worst thing you're talking about was once in uh, June of 2023, last June, an agent was attacked on the left arm requiring stitches so bad in the east wing they had to stop tours for 20 minutes to allow the staff to clean up the blood. Uh, from what Commander did. Uh, sir, well, Secret Service personnel are not in charge of working the family's pets and everything else. Uh, and, dog tra- and they say despite additional dog training, leashing, working with veterinarians, and consulting with animal behaviorists, the White House environment was simply proved too much for Commander, so they gave him to a gang to be used in dogfighting. Uh, apparently, uh, Dr. Jill uh, turned, his, uh, you know, uh, turned his fur into a nice pair of mittens. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, and, and by the way, German, and, uh, German Shepherds, you can't, I, I, first, I can't believe that they can't train this dog, first of all. I mean, I find it very hard to believe. Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> Joe told Hunter that they sent Commander up to a farm in upstate Yeah, Maryland he's living with a farm now, so everything's fine. Play with his friends. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> Scamper all day. Yeah. Oh, he's out in the fields, running around. <laughs> They're all getting along. Now, I, you know, I, again, I've, I've had German shepherds all my, literally all my life, and I, for them I can remember, including Rin Tin Tin's great granddaughter Heidi. We called her Heidi, and she actually a dog came onto our property once, and Heidi whacked her and took care of that dog. That's protecting me. They're very protective, but they're also sweet and friendly and charming. As long as you don't, you know, if you can't see it, you go up to a German shepherd for the first time of some strange German shepherd and go, you know, like that. His face, you know, you're going to get bit, okay? But but clearly, and I've done dog training my whole life with dogs. Hell, I had a bull mastiff, Harley the bull mastiff. You that was the one who attacked a cop. <laughs> you know, but but he was well trained. He was sweet and happy and everything else. But if you mess with the dog, when a the my friend uh, left the house and, and didn't know that the alarm went off because she hadn't closed the door all the way, and so a cop showed up in the backyard and he leaned over the fence of the backyard because you have a pool back there, and he said didn't see anybody, so he opened the back door back door gate, and Harley had been resting under the shady trees in the backyard and attacked the cop. So the cop pulled out his nightstick and clubbed Harley over the head. My bull mastiff. And the cop said, uh, we found out the next day, the cop uh, said Harley went back under the weeds or under the tree. Uh, to, uh, and so the cop started, uh, kept looking around. And he said about a minute later, Harley ch- uh, charged him again. So he said, well, I know there's nobody back here. <laughs> so the cop left. And the reason we found out is because his, his, gla- his sunglasses went flying. When, <laughs> when Harley attacked him, he, he started going, <laughs> his sunglasses were left in the He came back the next door, knocking on the door. Oh, I think my sunglasses are in your back. And we didn't know anything about it. All of a sudden, the cop shows up says, I think my 
my sunglasses are in your backyard. I'm going, uh, excuse me? <laughs> anyway. It would have been funny if Harley was wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, even if I'd have known it, I'd have put them on him. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely would have done that. Uh, but again, you got a trained dog. Uh, you know, big uh, uh, dogs are uh, all dogs. But, but you know, a little teeny dog, if they bite you, you get a little nip on your ankle. I mean, what's the big deal? But you can't, you have, you know, have to, I can't believe that they couldn't train this dog. I mean, this way he and again, I heard people talking on the talk show before us about. In fact, one guy, one a, a governor, I think it was a governor, somebody was a criminal, and he was a drinker and a bum, and he said, "Boy, when I was, I had a dog, and I treated him like crap, and I was screaming on my life all the time. And when you have a rotten marriage and upheaval and stuff, the dogs get the same kind of vibe and things." Anyway, yeah. I, I find it hard to believe that they can't have a pet in the White House and take care of him properly. I think it's just incompetence. Uh, <clears throat> Okay, one more, a couple of quick things here about uh, President Scumface. He now has a forgiveness plan for another 153,000 student loans to forgive. He will be a total of this administration. Uh, let's see. According to the Department of Education, will automatically discharge $1.2 billion in loans. The administration's had two dozen executive actions. Again, this isn't Congress. He does it on his own with a stroke of a pen, approving loan relief for 3.9 million borrowers, totaling $138 billion. The U.S. Supreme Court in June blocked his plan to forgive federal student loans up to ten grand for borrowers with an annual income of less than $125,000. I mean, this guy will do anything he can. In fact, I know the new Democrat plan, apparently this is just in, uh, let's see, uh, girls over the age of 18 will get free breast implants, uh, free Botox, free sex changes as part of the Democratic platform. Uh, every school will have a crying room in case someone makes fun of your gender. Uh, they will, oh, oh, this is going to be big for the Democrats. Democrats to get the young vote out along with the breast implants and the free Botox and stuff. Uh, they're going to have free medita- mediation. Every time you as a teenager have a fight with your parents, they're going to be giving you a free mediator who will decide in your favor. And in no charge of, at all to, uh, to you or your parents. Uh, and, and the big thing to get to be is uh, reparations for non-white people. Oh, oh, and boys are getting free baseball hats that, they, that are designed to be worn backwards. So they fit right in with the youth vote. This is going to be great. Uh, gee, I got an idea. If you want to help people who actually need help, how about maybe some veteran help, maybe some car note help, maybe some medical bill help, uh, maybe some expenses help like mortgage notes and child care and stuff like that. Instead, he's got to go to college loans of people who made a deal and then broke it, especially studying things that will never make them a living. And those are the people he bails out. Well, it's because of the age. He wants the young voters to come out. Hey, guess what, Mom? You don't have to pay that thirty grand anymore. Oh, I mean, they're literally weird. buying votes. That's exactly what yeah. they're doing. And people, and people votes. like my kids who have paid their own money for Bill, as well as myself and my favorite Starter ex-wife, and the one who loved me, we've been paying thousands. We paid all those bills. My kids paid bills. We paid the bills. So he's telling me, uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Loser. God, I hate these people. Coming up on 4 o'clock, Neil Bortz is next with the Kimber Feed and Flounder. That's going to be fun. A little break here. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. 
Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. How you doing? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. 403 with Pete and Flounder. And on this day in 1987, Andy War... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know this song. Let's play this song. You got nasty food? Is that what he said? Nasty boots. Nasty boots. Nasty boots. Uh, on this day in 1987, Andy Warhol, the pop artist and producer, died after a gallbladder operation. The founder of the pop art movement produced and managed the Velvet Underground, designed the 1967 Velvet Underground and Nico Peeled Banana album cover, and the Rolling Stones classic Sticky Fingers album cover. Andy Warhol, 1987, died after a gallbladder operation. Anyway, and uh, let's see, uh, birthdays include Tom Higginson, 45. He is the Hey There Delilah singer in the Plain White Tees. I have that on my magic stick. That's a pretty song. I like that song very much. And about a love story, I'll do anything to be with you. I'll walk to New York if I have to. And it makes me happy. Uh, let's see, on this day in history, 1997, hello, Dolly. What's Scottish scientist Ian Wilmot. Announced that his team had cloned an adult sheep. 1997 on this day. Actually, Dolly was uh, born eight months earlier, uh, cloned from an adult cell. And uh, that's a scoop I know in there. So. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, 405 with the camera feed flounder. Now, we're having some, I guess we're having a little difficulty with the phone thing. We're linking up with Neil Bortz, who's uh, traveling. He's in his house on wheels. And we, if we didn't, we have either Skype or uh, Venmo. What, what's, what well, do you, what? We, we use Opal, but Opal. that's not working when he's on the road. And so ah. his, his cell phone's fine, but I've been calling and can't get in touch. So we may reschedule here. Okay. Well, if he, anytime he calls yeah, in between I'll, now I'll and let six, you know. whatever. Absolutely. And, uh, okay, well, we'll just we'll go on with our program. Uh, let's see, 405, Kim, Pete, and Flounder. Here's the number, 404-741-1230, so, oh, oh, just in, um, uh, news uh, just happened. Oh, by the way, I want to brag about my laptop and my iPod. Uh, iPad. Uh, i got to stop this day drinking. All I had was Clorox. I had to try a little that. It's not working. All right. Anyway, uh, I will brag about my iPad fix thanks to my pilot buddy, Kevin. But first, just in, a federal judge, a Biden judge, has basically tossed a class action lawsuit filed by a California resident who alleged that a major... God, this is so badly written. Uh, 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 an action, uh, a lawsuit got uh, thrown out, okay? A uh, federal judge tossed out the uh, lawsuit, alleged that a major appliance manufacturer committed fraud by characterizing his gas-powered stovetop as safe despite its emissions. 
Well, the judge nominated by Biden, Northern California court, uh, received Senate confirmation, da, 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 dismissed with prejudice the majority of the claims made by the idiot. They completely dismissed his allegation that the defendant, or GE, uh, uh, the appliances uh, violated an implied warranty of mechanic ability, whatever that means, mer- merchantability. Uh, he doesn't allege the elements of the fraud by omission under California. Da, da, da. Uh, he fails to plead the second and fourth elements by omission, held a duty to close the fact emissions to him. I mean, this is nonsense. I mean, you know, they'll do anything to stop you from having a freaking gas stove. What, are you kidding me? How about kiss my ass? How about that? How about go to hell and, and, and don't collect $200 when you go to just screaming into the devil? This is unbelievable. Leave my freaking gas stove alone. And I'm no cook. But I used to, I grew up as a kid. Well, I'm going to calm down now. As a child, my dad was a, a big-time Charlie guy at GE where he developed the Polaris and Poseidon missile systems. And for the record, that trident that fell into the sea with the British yesterday was not my father's design. Sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> growing up as a kid, because he was with GE, we had all brand-new GE appliances included. We never had gas stove. We always had electric, everything growing up as a kid because we had all the top appliances as part of his deal. Uh, we have Mr. Bortz. Oh, we do? Outstanding. Well, thank God that I can stop talking for a while. Hey, Neil Bortz, 407, you're on the radio, man. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? I'm, uh, <laughs> well, I was outside hooking up the poop chute. Uh, oh, well, always a good idea. <laughs> Especially as soon as you get someplace, that's one of the first things I know I'd do. <laughs> Honey, be right well, back. <laughs> actually, I can... I can hold about 75 gallons of Obama before I have to dumb it. So, but we're going to be here all weekend, so I figured, what the heck, let's get this done. Where are you, may I'm I sorry, ask? I'm sorry. Uh, no. Okie dokie, but you're out uh, traveling somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Kimmer, it's never a good idea to say where I am. No, that's true. Again, I just, if you have, well, I gave you the opportunity in case you're exploring another uh, national park or something, and like my kids are big fans yeah. of that kind of stuff. I just I throw it out there. Anyway, so uh, well, we're, uh, we're, we're we've got about sixty buses here, so we're. Oh, we're, I know uh, where you are. I I heard you talking with the morning boys, and they say you're not having yeah. a party. You're having a, like a reunion of of a camper people, and so we don't yeah, need we to do know where you are. Year. Yeah, yeah, cool. Every year. Camper? Well, Can you call this thing a camper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's got a $7 million house on wheels over there with eight bedrooms. and a, He's got a freaking waterfall in that thing. I swear to God. I've never seen any two hot tubs. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Seven million? You can get three of them for that. Well, see, I misspoke. <laughs> I was misinformed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, so, what's going on? How are you? What's new? And uh, what are you thinking these days after we had talked to you for a week? Well, I'm, I'm doing fine. But uh, listen, I was outside the other night. And we we stand out here in the middle of the, in the, middle of the campground. Uh, a bunch of us geezers with these halos, <laughs> and we just we we tell lies and and smoke left-handed cigarettes and stuff like that. And uh, so I I started making notes of all the things that these people are saying. Now, now bear in mind these are all highly successful people. Okie doke. Uh, so they're not Democrats. Right. Right. They do not vote Democrat, and some of the things that was uh, on top of their mind was they are convinced to a person that Joe is not going to run. 
I, I've been saying it for three years. There's no way he's they're going to throw him down the stairs or he's finally going to get caught as being old. And if, if his wife would only finally say, Joe, give it up. Let's you celebrate your win and let somebody take over and you'll be a hero. And I don't But I, I agree, too. There's some whatever the reason is, he's not going to not going to be on the ticket. Finally. No, he is not going to be the candidate. We, we've got to start uh, working on uh, who is going to be the Democrat candidate. Uh, Gavin Newsom, you know, he, he may be he may be flashy and all that, but his record in California is abysmal. It's just horrible. He's the guy who had a fellow arrested on his kayak in the ocean for not wearing a mask. I mean, people are fleeing. Look at San Francisco and Los Angeles and say, you know, use that for an ad, a campaign ad. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, do you want to vote for a guy? from a region where they have to print maps for tourists, tell him where they're most likely to step in poop. Yeah, yeah an actual poop map, it's true. <laughs> so now where do we go from Gavin Newsom? And the consensus around here seems to be it's going to be Big Mike. Oh, my God. You know, uh, this Michelle Obama keeps popping up. And the thing, Neil, that scares me the most, and uh, you're probably more of a political analyst than I am about this kind of stuff, but it seems to me if she... No, I don't care anymore. Well, well, <laughs> well, well we're, we're both alike in that matter. But what scares me is if, honestly, if she runs, which I can't believe, but if she runs, every 18-year-old girl who has never thought in her life about voting in an election or giving a damn about politics, Politics, every single teenage girl is going to go to the polls and vote for Michelle Obama. I mean, I can't, I'll bet you the, I, I'm, I mean, I think it would be a freaking nightmare. I, I, I'm afraid she'd win. Well, I mean, this is the woman that at, at a ceremony for a fallen soldier, I think it was, the uh, professional lip readers say that she whispered in the Barack Obama's ear while the national anthem was playing this. All of this for a freaking flag. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that's, that story. That's, yeah. That's Michelle Obama. Uh, she's and, also the woman who said, for the first time, I'm proud of my country. Really? Oh, when he got elected. Yeah. yeah. For the first time, she's proud of her country after finally she got what she for wanted. The, Selfish for the bitch. the first time in her life. In her life, yeah. Uh -huh. She's proud of her country. Yeah. Can't. Now, uh, I don't I don't know who else they can go for. Uh Whitmer, up Whitmer there in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, they're talking about her, but again, she doesn't. I mean, is she a national leader for Democrats? And uh, I don't know. Maybe. No, she's. I think she's poisonous. Yeah. So then, then our thoughts turned to Trump's uh, vice presidential candidate, Uzi. And uh, for the first time, uh, I actually heard these guys talking, and then I read in the media yesterday and today about it. That Trump may go to Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I heard that. In fact, he may, he listed five or six people. I th I still think it might be Christy Nome, but Ron DeSantis would be a smart bet if they can. And again, can you imagine if he picks Ron DeSantis and, and the the ceremony where they come out together on stage and shake hands and put their arms around each other's shoulders and say, "Boy, we're good for the next twelve years." I, you know, I don't know, or whether people would go, "Oh my God, you've hated each other from the beginning. How are you not trying to pull this off?" <laughs> DeSantis turned it down. What say what, Pete? DeSantis turned it down. He says he's not going to do it. Oh, really? Well, that's that's what he says now. Yeah. Well. But, I mean, if, if DeSantis does a good job as Trump's vice president, if Trump gets elected, uh, then 
DeSantis is pretty well locked in yeah. to one and possibly two terms as president. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he, he calls me every day. Hey, how you doing, Neil? I'm going to tell him to take the damn job. <laughs> like hell. Outstanding. <laughs> Real quick, with both but, with both Trump and DeSantis being from Florida, I don't think he could be the candidate, right? Well, there is some rule. He could probably I, I, register in New York or something if he wanted to. Well, uh, I don't know. Is that constitutionally forbidden? Uh, you know, I don't I, know that it is. I've heard that several times about, uh, I don't know whether it's an election law or a provision or something. I'm not sure it's in the Constitution, but there's some there's some rule or law someplace. It may be in an election code. But I've, I've heard that a lot of times, but I've never looked it up, honestly, I, and I should have. And I'm, Well, we will. We, we'll Our research team up. is looking it up right well, now. There you are. We'll get an answer for you, hopefully, <laughs> before too long. <laughs> We'll now, ask Ken Jennings. He yeah. knows. Now, Neil, who would you uh, like? What would you like for a ticket? I, I know you hate Trump, but let's say, obviously he's going to be the guy in the top. Who would you Kimmer, like to see? <laughs> Kimmer. Yeah, yeah. I I don't hate Trump. Well, no, I I, I, I don't hate Biden. No, that's that's you correct. know I'm watching Biden go through some of the same exact things that my father went through. Well, he's you in. Know, he, my father. He, he, no. I'm sorry. I, I get so angry when I think about the, the enablers who are allowing him to do this. This is a disgrace. This is man is not leading the world, showing how elderly people can, uh, you know, lead their nation into the future with their golden years of the old age. This is a freaking disgrace. They, they never should have let him come out here. It's elder abuse. And everybody knows it. I mean, just look at him, for God's sakes. And his wife is the worst freaking enabler there is, the cuckold queen. Uh, I mean, oh, my God. Uh, the whole freaking white trash family ought to be ashamed of themselves. They never should have let now, him now, do this. Is it true that that Jill used to be his babysitter? <laughs> I, I think she was a babysitter to one of the kids or something at some point well, when yeah. she was hooking yeah, up well, with I him. I didn't mean yeah. Biden. You know, she's Biden's babysitter now. Yeah, now, I mean, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> before, come on, we have a president who married the babysitter for his kids. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the Woody Allen syndrome kind of deal. You know? Yeah, come on, honey, let me drive you home. Yeah. Thanks for taking care of the kids. Yeah, we might be late. Yeah, where have you... <laughs> yeah, where have you... Oh, well, we got lost. Have you ever seen the sunset over at the park over here in this area over in the back behind the... Uh, behind the Walmart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great view behind the Walmart. <laughs> you know, I still call Walmart Kmart. My wife gets on my case all the time about Oh, that. I grew up with Kmart. Well, yeah, it was Kmart long before Walmart, in my, but I remember... <laughs> Anyway, I'd like for somebody to just do a great essay or something of how the people at Kmart screwed it up so badly that Walmart just entirely yeah. Yeah. took over. Is there a Kmart anywhere near you? I think they're long gone. A long, long, long gone. But they were everywhere before. Uh, it must have been a pricing thing where they got a, the wrong supplier, couldn't lower the prices, and they got priced out. As I, the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, I don't I'll, know, but that's yeah. that is. I mean. Anything can happen in business if yeah. all of a sudden there's no Wal Kmart's and it's all Walmart. Yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, that's yeah. that's true. Did you hear me talking uh, uh, on Tuesday morning about this Cato Institute uh, <laughs> book? It's a full book. I mean, this thing is how many pages? 250 pages long. Freedom in the 50 states? Yeah. Yeah. Where... Florida, my state, is number two. Georgia's yeah. number number nine. Nine, I think you said. And one, yeah. yeah, one of the things that, that this book says about Georgia is that uh, Georgia
Georgia does very poorly in occupational freedom, and that is there are too many doggone things in Georgia that you have to get a license for yeah. before you can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Licenses. Yeah. Now, uh, that brings a story of my lovely wife, Donna. Ah, and this is, this is way, way back when. Uh, when uh, before before I was making enough money to support the family, she would work temporary jobs. And one time she got assigned uh, as a temporary em- employee to the state <laughs> agency down sit downtown that manages all of the licensing bureaus, ah. whether it's contractors or people who braid hair or plumbers or nurses or whatever. This was the central nerve center for licensing so donna was working in that office let me tell you what happened every morning they were supposed to open at 8 or eight thirty, and donna watched this and she came home and told me about this uh, at the very time it was supposed to open somebody in that office would pick up the phones and put all but two lines on hold <laughs> They would leave two lines. This is these are government workers. Yeah, you know, undoubtedly trained in the, the amazing Atlanta government schools. Yeah, they would put every all but two lines on hold, and they'd spend this whole office with all of the people in it would spend the rest of the day mm-hmm. dealing with those two phone lines yeah. while people are out there on hold or, or calling and calling and calling and trying to get in. So yeah. if, if that if that doesn't describe was oh, that the dinner bell? <laughs> no, that was me tapping. That was me tapping on my. Uh, my uh... All's clear. No, all's clear. <laughs> no. no, but I tell you what. No, that's my. Uh, that's my. What do they call it? My Yeti coffee cup. But oh my God! Way, I'm looking at the bus across from us. And it has about five horns mounted on the roof. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it is a it is a genuine train horn. Oh okay? mercy! <laughs> and uh, there are there are tracks near where we where we are here, and there are actually signs approaching those tracks. Don't blow your train horn. <laughs> That scares the trains. Well, it does. People wet themselves. And... I, w- I once so, was going to put one a, a train horn on my Harley, and I never got around to trying, trying to pull it off. But uh, anyway, that, that would have been fun. Leave it to you yeah. to ride a Harley. <laughs> well, absolutely. I have a custom Harley chopper. It's not working. It's got a dead engine with a Jim's uh, Screaming Eagle, but it's not working. But it's still in my garage, by God. <laughs> it's well, a hood ornament. I had a Beamer case. Okay, a Beamer K sixteen hundred GX. Yeah, well, those Beamers are beautiful motorcycles. If you like the sound of a sewing machine as you're driving beautifully and slowly and comfortably along the long and winding road. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> and when we, whenever we were on a group ride, the BMWs would have to be last. That's right. So they could pick up all of the parts that yeah. fell off the Harleys. Of all the Harleys, I know. <laughs> 
Well, I spent many a day in a motorcycle shop, I can tell you that. And so a lot of flatbed truck retrievals from the mountains of you know, North Georgia, too. So, But to well, God I bless had a hydraulic lift on. I had a hydraulic lift on the back of the bus, and I just... Ride the Beamer up on that high yeah. product lift, lift it up, yeah. and it would go with us everywhere. There you go. Smart move. <laughs> oh, uh, mercy. But, but, you know, in Florida, down here, or down there in Naples, everything's flat, everything's straight. Yeah. There's nothing to do with a motorcycle. The only real adventure is to get out into the Everglades and dodge alligators. Well, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> I don't think I've ever... Do you ever do, the, do you go to the Everglades? Do you ever actually spend time as a like a, just oh, yeah. a sightseer in the Everglades or do anything in fishing or uh, boating with those airboats or anything like that? Oh, the airboats. I love the airboats. But here's another thing. Swamp walks. Yeah, I don't think so. I'd not. Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, you just you get out there with a guide, yeah. and you just start walking with the snakes the and yeah, the yeah, with all the pythons that are in there the, right now. Yeah, yeah, the, all the python, all the uh, loose python by the hundreds of thousands of snakes and poisonous turtles. Oh, yeah. and- <laughs> well, you know, it's you you've heard this before. Don't screw with them; they're not going to screw with you. Yeah, in my ass. You got a crocodile in there. You don't give a damn whether you're screwing with him. He's going to eat you. <laughs> no. I mean, on our on my golf course down here, Kimmer. Yeah. Uh, I've got the list of animals I've seen on the golf course. Of course, uh, I've seen raccoon, but I've seen panthers. Yeah. Uh, allig- alligators, of course. You oh, can't the avoid the alligators. Yeah. yeah. Bobcats and otters. Oh, I've never seen it. Uh, I've when I was playing golf, I belonged to a couple of clubs down there in Palm Beach Gardens, and and uh, man, gators. I mean, every, any body of water in Florida has a gator in it. It's maybe except your pool. If there is a lagoon or a a, a, a canal a, a, in near in a neighborhood or anything, that's going to have alligators. P- period. That's it. They're going to have alligators. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a lake near where we are because we are still in Florida. That at, at nighttime, if you go to that lake and you just shine a light on that oh, lake, yeah. all you see is these hundreds of pairs of green eyes staring yep. back at yep. you. Yep, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, and you know, down in Naples, uh, it's the only place in this country where we have both alligators and crocodiles. And crocodiles. I've heard that. I don't know why they, how they got there from Australia or whatever, but they're there apparently. I don't. I know some tourist. God yeah. knows. But we've Smuggler. got crocodiles and alligators, and we have panthers. Yeah, Florida panthers. That's right. So, yeah. And we have bufo toads. I don't know what that is. Well, bufo toads, very bad. Very bad. They're about the size of a, of a saucer. And they secrete a poison. Oh, I've heard. I've heard the slime trail or something is. Yeah, and they're huge. You aren't kidding that they're really enormous, right? Bigger than your fist or something. I think, right? And and if there's if there's a lot of rain, the bufo toads will be out. And if a dog sniffs one and licks it, it'll kill the dog. Wow, brutal. So I discovered it with a good fifty-two degree sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> can, Take his head clean off. <laughs> no, you could you could put that sucker over a pretty tall fence <laughs> on your neighbor's property. Let him deal with it. <laughs> but, well, they don't have a dog. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're doing the guy a favor, actually. <laughs> actually, yes. 
you know. And then they say, well, you need to kill them, but kill them humanely. Oh, How do you do please. that? No, please. Well, yeah. You, yeah you, you put them in a bag and stick them in your freezer. Yeah, lullaby. I'm not yeah. going, <laughs> no, I'm not going to stick these damn toads yeah. into a freezer. Yeah, rub his little belly for him, uh, you know, <laughs> sing a little song. Nighty-night, uh, little froggy. <laughs> so what's the difference between the toad and the frog? Uh, well, now let's see. I'll bet there's a, a biological difference, and uh, I, I'll bet you it's got something yeah. to do with the size of the uh, toad is much smaller than a frog by definition, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. Actually, the difference is frog, uh, toads have teeth. R- oh, really? Yeah, I, that's the that's. Oh, I'll be damned. That's the difference. I don't think I've ever, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever known that. <laughs> okay. Uh, now I have this question. Yeah. How long are trapped? How long are Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift going to last? I think they're going to get married, and I know you guys are all going to make fun of me, and Flounder's going to play the You're So Gay song, which is every time I talk about my, about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I think it's real. I think they're going to get married. I don't know whether they're going to have kids at their ages and whether she even wants kids or whether he okay, does or whatever. Do you, have a, yeah, yeah. do you have a daughter? I have two daughters mm-hmm. okay. and a granddaughter. Two, two granddaughters, after, yeah. Sorry. After watching what Travis Kelsey did... During the Super Bowl, went into that rage against his coach. Would you tell your daughter that's the guy for you? Well, no, it's, I, I think that's nonsense. In fact, I, I didn't enjoy the hell out of all the memes that came out where they took his picture of screaming at the coach and put her picture next to it with her hands over her eyes, crying. <laughs> see what you get, woman. You know, stuff Make like me that. A sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's not. He showed. He showed that he can lose his temper and go into a rage. No, he didn't go into a rage or he would have knocked him out and kicked him in the face. He just screamed at him. That was all he did. He screamed at him. Well, he touched him. He went up to him and he touched him and he, he screamed at him. But if he had gone into a rage, he would have done something physical and hurt him. And so, Therefore, proving that he didn't go into a rage and physically hurt him. And if, if he, you know, so there you are. If he couldn't hurt a football coach, he certainly wouldn't hurt a girl. Roid rage. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I uh, honestly, I don't think it's. A, I don't look at it as a thing. I know the whole. I got hurts. The Swifty girl fans came out immediately and said, "Danger, danger, danger." I don't see it well, that way. Look, I really don't. I, and she's look, big look. enough. She knows everything. I, I, I guarantee you, she's not going to take crap off anybody. If she feels in danger of something or there's an issue, she doesn't need this. She doesn't need him. She'd get rid of him if she had a problem with it, I think. Well, you know, you're the one that told me years and years ago, <laughs> hey, Neil, sooner or later, you've got to have a conversation with him. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you yeah. like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Now. Uh, could you imagine having to sit down with Travis Kelsey and have a conversation about something other than jock straps? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I have no idea whether he's got anything to say. I don't know whether he's a fun guy to be around and as whether he's intellectually stimulating, whether he reads and knows the issue. I have no idea. Absolutely none. I hope. I hope. I just hope they're happy. Honestly, I really. I just think it's a great love story, and I hope it's real, and I hope they go on. I just, but again, I'm, at this stage of my life, you know, my only joy is to get satisfaction from somebody else being happy and in love, you know, so so I, I'm a little jaded where I'm just enjoying the crap out of somebody else being happy. <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 very humane of you. <laughs> but I could that be is. wrong, and they probably hate each other, and there's going to be another song coming out about, I hate the football team, and hate, you know. <laughs> well, knows? remember, if she endorses, if she endorses Joe Biden, yeah. remember, she, 
She has a history of choosing the wrong man. That's right. <laughs> I so well. Oh my God, Neil! They're playing the uh, the sign off music already. I can't believe it. Uh, call anytime, man. Have a great time with your friends and, and and hi to the missus. Big hugs and kisses from all of us. Okay. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Anytime you can make it, we'll take it and be thrilled. Thanks, man. Neil Bortz on the road. There we go. Thanks, Neil. 4.30, Kim Repeat and Flounder on 106.3. Right now. (laughs) It's the monkeys. And the Kim Repeat and Flounder. Stepping stone. Not your stepping stone, baby. And on this day in 1986, MTV dedicated a full 22-hour broadcast to the Monkees. MTV showed all 45 episodes of the original Monkees TV series. The show first aired on NBC for two years, September 12, 1966 to March 1968. The series follows the adventures of four young men trying to make a name for themselves as a rock and roll band. And again, they were not uh, singers, or they were actors, and they made them be singers. And actually, there were a couple. It was a Nesmith, and, and who was the other? Nesmith, Pete, and uh, who's the other guy who was the big singing guy for the Monkees? I can't remember. Well, Davy Jones Davey was Jones. the singer. Yeah, but it was, it was a Nesmith, I think. Was the, wasn't he Mike Nesmith, the big writer? Among them or something. Yeah, he was an actual musician. An actual musician, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, 436, Kim and Flounder. Birthdays include James Blunt. The singer, you're beautiful, and goodbye, my lover. James Blunt is 50 today, and on this mm. day in history, uh, did he done, uh, 1879, Frank Winfield Woolworth opens the first five-cent store in Utica, New York, home of the Lemmer. Utica, New York, oh, my God, the Lemmer from the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> Utica Hall of Fame, Utica. Lemmer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kimmer. Uh, hey, Kimmer. Hey, Kimmer. Hey, Lemmer. <laughs> is he still around? Is he doing anything? What's he doing? Is he doing anything? Oh, what a great guy. I mean, I we used to have more fun. And I tried the picture of him and Jeff Blauser arm in arm with the stadium burns in the background, the press box they set on fire. <laughs> I've got the we autograph picture. Well, I've got an autograph picture. Those signed it for me. <laughs> yeah, we set it on fire. Our uh, broadcast, you know, well, whatever. Anyway, so. And now, we got oh, breaking I'm, news here, by the way. All right. Uh, uh, okay. Well, let me say, he finished up. He uh, he said, I'll sell nothing more than more than costs a nickel in the next 50 years, he had 1,000 stores. And the last Woolworths closed in July of 1997. Anyway, Woolworths gone. Yes, sir. Breaking news. What's going on? Uh, looks like they've canceled classes the rest of the day over at Georgia because they found a body over oh there uh, on on the campus, it may seem. Huh? So it's they don't know exactly what's happened. They found them unresponsive and unconscious. They couldn't uh, save the person. And this is after somebody else called and said uh, they were concerned for the welfare of a friend who had gone to run at the intramural fields, did not return. They went and found the individual in, as they call, a forested area. It's no longer a wooded area. It's a forested area now. And uh, they found a body over there, and so wow. they're canceling classes, I believe, the rest of the day. Okay, don't. We don't know much. We'll keep you posted. Also, just in, a little news story here. Donald Trump lost again. That dirty, stinking, rotten, hate-filled judge, Arthur Engeron in New York, the one who fined Donald Trump $355 million for no crime. Well, uh, he has now been presiding over the civil fraud case and denied Donald Trump's request to avoid paying the penalty in the case uh, he asked to, to deliver. 
delay enforcement of the payment by 30 days to give time for, quote, an orderly post-judgment process. And uh, in an email to the defendants posted today, Engeron, the goofy judge, said they had failed to explain, much less justify, any basis for a stay. I'm confident the appellate division will protect your appellate rights, he wrote. No reason for uh, for a, a delay? How about trying to come up with $355 million in cash? That might take more than a couple of days, my God. Anyway, last week, Bar, uh, Trump was barred from doing business in New York for three years, found $355 million in liability and damages for the civil fraud for a case that was not a case because the bankers he did business with loved, the business with loved him. And they made, he made money for him. Anyway, and of course, that scumbag, racist, hater, Letitia James, the attorney general, is uh, going to want to, want to take Trump Tower. And they're saying uh, Trump's ability to pay his debts increasingly murky. After back-to-back losses, uh, he, that Janine, uh, that Jean Carroll chick, he's got to pay her eighty million dollars and more. Uh, so anyway, but the, here we go. And once so again, I mean, they're just they're, everything they can do to get Donald Trump. They're going to make his life miserable. I don't know how the man. <laughs> oh God! Oh, we forgot something. Flounder's fun. He's right here. What do you have? Uh, this is uh, Shane Gillis. I think I played this on the podcast before, but this is where we he's like talking. Shane Gillis. Yes, sir. This is a funny one. Good. Good. White people used to be cool in America. <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago, dude. The height, the height of white people being cool was us going, we're like, man. That was as cool as we got. We're like, man, see? <laughs> and then the day white people stopped being cool it was Jackie Robinson's first game. You can look it up, dude. You can find it. You can find the radio call from that game online. You can hear the exact moment white people stopped being cool. You can hear the announcers. They still got there like, man. Welcome <laughs> to Chicago where the White Sox take on the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> and we all had cool white nicknames. Like up at the mound is old Curly. <laughs> He's a 47-year-old alcoholic. He's the greatest athlete alive. <laughs> Runs a six-second 40-yard dash. <laughs> Fastest man alive, they say. <laughs> then it happened, dude. And Jackie came up to the plate. You can hear the announcers like, man. <laughs> Coming up to the plate is Young Codbar from Brooklyn. No way he can hit Curly's pitch. Here comes the pitch. <laughs> Home run. All right. <laughs> that was it, dude. Jackie hit the ball so hard he knocked that voice out of all the whites. <laughs> Not one of us has talked like that since. Dude, one swing of the bat. Right? All right, yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> good. It's time for us to focus on computers. <laughs> Shane Gillis is that, that guy? Uh, Four forty-two with a Kimmer Pete and Flounder, and here we go again. More. Oh, by the way, coming up. Uh, if you haven't heard about the uh, whites only, blacks only sign, you're about to, especially during Black History Month, and. There's an update now. At least one county in New York has now decided if you're a guy and you want to play on the girls' team, you can't do it at our parks. An update on finally cracking down. And Riley Gaines, I didn't know how bad it was. Remember when she was basically assaulted at San Francisco State University? Uh, some time ago, April of uh, 2023, getting a speaking engagement. She was basically kidnapped and held hostage and roughed up. And they refused to investigate it. We'll get that story in a second. First of all, don't know whether you've seen this story. West Charlotte High School, Black History Month activity, 
Classroom doors and doors in the school halls have the theme of Black History Month, celebrating the accomplishments and history of black Americans. One door represented Motown. Another had the message, From Chains to Change, with an image of two hands in chains. But one classroom door had whites only, and the other one had colored only. Hmm, yeah. Some of the decorations were thought to be a little bit offensive. And others said, no, no, this is sparking meaningful conversations about what you white people did to us all those years. We'll never get over it. You need to rep... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it was the way to show that we need to be together. Really? <laughs> and by the way, listen to how they justified. I'm loving this part. One uh, a girl says, her, uh, the one, mommy wanted to make sure that the kids knew or could see a visual of how things were back in the day, unquote, whatever that means. Uh, and, and then one girl says, uh, actually, they're missing the message. Their decoration of whites only in one door and black colored only in the other door, they're saying is a recreation of a Sears store in the 1930s. And she said people are missing the message. Here's how she justifies coloreds only and whites only. Quote, the purpose of the door was to show that Sears, which is a department store, was one of the first stores that allowed blacks to shop with white people. Oh, so they were praising the white owners of the white stores for allowing you black people to go in and shop with the white people. Oh, so it was a tribute to the white man that you're showing the division of the races. Ah, so that's how you can get away with it. We're helping you white people. We're saluting you white people for being so darn nice for allowing the people. I mean, that makes no sense. <laughs> I see no problem with this whatsoever. It's history. It's showing what it looked like. They should have the white and colored over the fountains, too, and saying, okay, today and today only, you can't drink out of this fountain because you're black. That will drive home the point as to how far we've come. I have no problem with them doing this if you're doing it for the right Here, reason. Here's the problem, though. They're going to be proving that uh, this country was built on racism, and this is the kind of thing they had to experience, and it's just another ex uh, excuse well, for was. reparations. Yeah, but, but it it's did not, happen. I know. I'm not. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're going to say our country is based on racism, and that's why we're uh, such a racist country today. Well, that's what they're going to use. Well, you and I know that, but that's they're not going to use it. That <laughs> you think they're going to use that example oh. to say, "Boy, we have come so long. We're such a great country. There's no more racism, people. Thank God you don't have to do that anymore." No one's ever going to say a word like that. They're going to say, "See, well, no, because, we're a racist country based okay. on because of that." Okay, there is, of course, there's still racism around. But this whole thing that we're the most racist country in the world, we have Charles Barkley, one in his mouth. We have black millionaires from coast to coast. Exactly. I saw something the other day. We need to, uh, we need to let black voices be heard. Exactly. Where the hell are they not being exactly. heard? Like, every music, every sporting event, every TV show, every movie, every commercial. No, please point out where black voices are not being heard. Schools. And why are all these people from Africa and Asia and Hispanic yep. countries trying to and dying Schools. to get here to America. Education. So That's where they're not being heard. Education. They're teaching people that we're a racist country and they proved it by showing how we were raised. And therefore, they're not showing how great we are now. They're doing exactly the opposite. We're a racist country and these are the reasons we're a racist country today. You and I agree that they should show this stuff, but how they're using it is completely different and wrong. And by the way, uh, celebrating the races, this was the day of Black History Month. On this day, uh, Catfish Sweet Mae McFarzy was the first person to call somebody a jive turkey. So again, these are just tributes to the things that we have to celebrate about our black friends. 446 with a camera Pete and Flounder. Education, people. Education.
On this day, 1978, the police appeared in a Wrigley's chewing gum commercial in America. The band had dyed their hair blonde for the appearance for Wrigley's chewing gum. Police. <laughs> What's that one? You got me wrapped around your little finger. I like that song. Whatever that one is. Wrapped around your finger. That, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> wow, you got one right. I can't believe it. <laughs> Make a note. Uh, birthdays include uh, Rachel Dratch. I wonder if that's her real name. Rachel Dratch is 58. The SNL alum left the show to join Tina Fey on 30 Rock. Producers replaced her with Jane Krakowski. And Rachel Dratch ended up only doing 12 episodes as various characters. Yeah, she wasn't. She played that drunk on the street once in a while and stuff like that. She wasn't much of a. She didn't really get many appearances. Uh, so that's the way it goes. Uh, let's see. If I would say a 453, it's only me, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Our number is 404 741 1230. And again, Black History Month. And we're, I guess we're not doing a month. There's just another couple of salutes, real quickly. Uh, George Little Ray Ray Watley was the first person uh, to sneak an entire dinner into a movie theater. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of a, that's a tribute to our, our black friends here on uh, Black Month. Uh, Jefferson uh, Play Daddy Parks normalized the practice of shaking up a handful of sunflower seeds before eating them. So again, these are things, you know, these are tributes that we just, a lot of people just don't really pay much attention to. Uh, 404-741-1230. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly, holy cow. Pete pointed this out yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the picture. Machine Gun Kelly is involved with uh, his fiance is Megan Fox. Now, Megan Fox, I don't really know much about her. But she's a big celebrity, right? I mean, she's uh, people know who that is. Trans- yeah. What's that? Transformers. Transformers. Uh, well, Machine Gun Kelly, her fiance, is now putting into context, revealing why he got his whole most of his upper body tattooed in black ink, and his fans are going, "Uh oh." This can't be good. Well, also we'll talk about how Megan Fox showed off her dramatic new look at the People's Choice Awards. But first, uh, Machine Gun Kelly says, My thoughts have been eating me alive. I lay in bed thinking maybe the hate will finally go away if I'm not alive. He, uh, he's got a new song. Can we play this song? Uh, Flounder? Uh, what's the name of the uh, song? The new song, uh, 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 Machine Gun Kelly, new song called Don't Let Me Go. All right, sit tight. And the, na- the song is his thoughts reading him alive. His real name is Colson Baker, by the way. Uh, he ta- I wish I didn't do that. Understand me. He had a breakdown, and he tattooed my entire body. And he talks about it in the song. Uh, one fan said, man, this is literally the most gut-wrenching, heartfelt song I've ever heard. Uh, another said he, with his relationship with Megan Fox, uh, uh, battling suicidal thoughts and dealing with the death of his father. Um, the black ink envelops his upper body, and it's as though he painted his arms and his chest from his waist up, with the with an exception of a strip of white skin between his nipples and his belly button. Basically, it's like like a band of whiteness around the middle of his stomach, and the rest of his shoulders, his neck, his arms black, like he painted himself black. Uh, he showed off the inking this week, snapshotting the caption snapshot uh, for spir- spiritual purposes only. Uh, Megan herself recently debu- debuted a new sleeve tattoo at the Grammys viewing party. 
Uh, and by the way, for this guy, oh, my God, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, she's uh, uh, the apparently the process. The tattoo artist girl said during the process, it started in mid-December. He would visit her private L.A. studio four days a week for 13 sessions that lasted six hours. Thirteen times, four days a week for six hours apiece. She said uh, she still has some work to do, and she tweeted out, made some art with Machine Gun Kelly, never met a tougher guy. And by the way, for the record, uh, before that, uh, they had uh, complimented by blossoming flowers outlined in vibrant red ink was what uh, his main squeeze, Megan, did. Uh, the design spans from her shoulder to her on her wrist. Uh, she showed it at the People's Choice Award. They commented on her appearance online. Many, I can't believe this. Many drawn comparisons between the star and the pop motion Bride of Chucky. Uh, the Child's Play horror film. She looked like Bride of Chucky. The appearance comes after Megan was accused of being xenophobic while attempting to defend her shocking new appearance, liking herself to a photo of a Ukrainian blow-up doll. And then she said her, they altered her image and it looked really bad with a shadowy photo, but she, her rebuttal sparked more controversial. She proudly, Megan Fox proudly claimed in reality she resembles a super expensive silicone real sex doll. <laughs> What's up with the music? A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. At the controls, 503. Here's the number, 404-741-1230-741-1230. Sponsored by our good buddies at AtlantaSafeHouse.com. They have a showroom in Ackworth, by the way, AtlantaSafeHouse.com. Tell them the Kimmerich Center. I bought two safes from those beautiful people. Anyway, nice to have you aboard. It's Thursday afternoon. We'll update all the latest stuff on the news, including uh, President Dogface who's now uh, trying to do what Donald Trump did and trying to still blame Republicans at the same time. Uh, we'll talk. I, I, phones, I think, are back working. Have we even heard anything about what happened yet? I don't think we still have an answer. My phone was uh, stopped working. I could text this morning, but I couldn't use my phone, and I couldn't, uh, and had no ways <laughs> using the directions to get to work because I don't go on. In fact, you know, every, I, I'm not making this up. Every day I, at work, <clears throat> 
I drive from Alpharetta to the Battery, to the ballpark. And a normal would be to go down 400 south and then 285 west and then get off at whatever the road is and, uh, you know, and, and, go, and, and go that way. But, or Cobb Parkway, like in a circle that way. But every, I only take back roads. I do not go on 400 or 285 at all to get to work. And every day when I go to the back roads and I get to, like, uh, whatever the parallel street is, the traffic is backed up on 285 westbound and nothing but trucks bumper to bumper. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I'm thinking to myself, I'd rather take the extra few minutes to go the back roads and just leisurely take my time coming. I mean, it just it, it does my my psyche better. I mean, it's just I don't know how they. I, I, <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I started talking about. Them. Oh, because of ways. I didn't have my way, so I picked my own unusual route today. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but I th- do we even know what happened? I think it was a cyber attack. I think somebody's messing to see what would happen if they do this. What would America do in response? And I guess so far we've done nothing other than, you know, try to, I, I was here trying to figure out what the hell happened. And we don't even know. And it wasn't just AT&T, which I have. It was also, um, let's see, uh, Verizon, T-Mobile, uh, Boost Mobile had problems, con- uh, Consumer Cellular, Straight Talk, whatever that is. Oh, I think I've heard that uh, uh, company before. Anyway, we don't I, I don't know whether it was a cyber attack or what, but it was pretty nasty, and it affected a whole bunch of people all over the country. And so, uh, you know, I, and I, I'm telling you, when they're, you know they're here, I, I think this was. I, I think they. I think they. I think they nitpick with it. I think they stick us little things to see how we're going to react. And I don't think America's reacting very well these days to anything. Frankly, people. I in don't government. remember this happening under Trump. Uh, well, we didn't have the, uh, you know, the same kind of uh, Chinese satellites and uh, blatant stuff going on under, uh, I mean, uh, and, and, hell, the, Putin never would have invaded Ukraine if Donald Trump was president. I mean, I, I, I think everybody right. probably agrees on that. Is there any doubt? Uh, if that should be, you know, if that isn't one of the campaign themes, it ought to be. And, and, and this whole Ukraine thing makes me angrier and angrier, by the way. Uh, but again, if Donald Trump had been president, I think everybody probably agrees Putin never would have dared attack Ukraine. He would have been afraid because Trump's, you know, liable to do anything, which is what you need. You know, you want people afraid of you in other countries. You want the Russians to say, oh, boy, we can get, I'll bet we can get away with this. And, you know, it was a plan. He knew that if he attacked Ukraine, that we would help and everything would be fine. Then we'd dilly-willy around and dicking around with all this stuff and send it billions of dollars. Nothing would happen. It'd be, it'd be a war. Hundreds of thousands of people would die. And then there would be a truce. And then they would come to an agreement. And Russia will keep the part of the territory they've uh, captured. And then Ukraine will go back to being the other part of Ukraine. So, I mean, I, I, you know, and it never would have happened. None of this would have happened. All that money, all those lives... Nothing would have happened if Trump had been president. So anyway, uh, and now we get James Biden, the first brother. If you haven't heard about this, he got caught lying again under oath. Uh, it was at the uh, White, uh, at the, at the uh, Congress in the uh, House hearing during his testimony about the uh, business dealings with the uh, Biden crime family. And the uh, uh, brother James initially said he was not part of any deal with his nephew, Hunter, and certainly had nothing to do with it, like Rob Walker and uh, Tony Bobolinsky and James Giller and all those people. No, no, no. And then they said, oh, excuse me, but we have a document here with your signature on it showing that you knew all about it and you were part of the deal. And then guess what he said? He pulled the old Hillary Rodham, peace, stinky, fart, cabbage, pretty and pink news conference answer where she sat there saying, uh, golly, uh, real estate records, bank records. I don't remember anything about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, James Biden, when they said, we've got your signature, we can prove you just lied to us. And he said, 
Uh, I don't remember signing it. Let me, is that my, I don't really, no, I don't remember. I just can't recall. Uh, can I see, uh, no, I don't think that is my, that my T, I don't think, I, I, my, I use a loop when I do, yeah. Unfreaking believable. So all he has to say is, oh, I just, I don't recall that. Oh, okay, sorry to bother you. I guess that's the end of the discussion, and no sense going any freaking farther. Oh, <laughs> my God. I mean, the ball's on these people. We got your signature. You signed it. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you remember it. What's the, so what? I mean, it doesn't matter whether you remember it. You did it. Therefore, you're guilty. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what the, so what? I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, I, I remember that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and therefore, what? We, should, we shouldn't have called you in. I'm sorry to bother you. What, do you got a golf game? <laughs> I mean, geez. This is unfreaking believable, these people. Uh, oh, and this is what's killing me. The interview with James Biden was the latest in trying to get the lawmakers to uh, with the overseas finances and the stalling in recent months. And now the testimony comes from a claim. Here we go again. The Democrats have somehow managed to bring back the Russian collusion theme just in time for the next election, just like they did before. They've done it again. Suddenly the FBI says, oh, we want to tell you the truth. We have arrested an FBI informant who apparently was telling lies about the Hunter Biden campaign and the money with the family. So uh, we just wanted to tell you the truth about this because we thought, you know, if we tell you the truth during an election year, it's important you know the truth about things so you can make up your mind in an election. So we're going to tell you the truth and publicly release information about the FBI informant, which now leads the Democrats to say, well, then you have to throw out the whole thing. You can't have an impeachment. You know, all, all this stuff is nonsense. If you have a, if you had an FBI informant who lied about Hunter Biden's uh, making millions of dollars, then clearly the case is a crock. It's not real. Throw it out. So that's, that's how they're saying, even though there's evidence up the yin-yang with uh, documents and texts and interviews and eyewitnesses like Toby Bobulinski, Tony Bobulinski, who was there in the room with all of them. Uh, and, they, and so they really have no case to stand on. But the, here's what bothers me. The FBI went out of its way to make a public arrest. They could have done this a long time ago. They did it now because it's election season and the primaries are happening. So the FBI, to, to make sure you knew the truth about what's going on, wanted to present all the facts. Well, how about some reaction to this? When they didn't do squat over the Hunter Biden laptop and the 51 uh, defense in, intelligence agency people all uh, tried to make us think it was Russian disinformation and that Donald Trump was just a Russian freaking agent. And I remember, I swear to God, when Christopher stinking, lousy, rotten, perjurer Ray, the suspected Cossack Russian agent, as far as I'm concerned, actually was asked, why didn't you tell the people of America that the laptop was real? You knew it was real. You saw them talking about it. You had the 51 people sign the stuff, and you knew that was a crock. Why didn't you tell the truth to the American people? And Christopher Dirty Stinking Lion Perjurer Ray actually had the balls to say... Well, we didn't want to get involved in a political atmosphere. We didn't think it would be fair to release information concerning that might affect an election. Oh, oh, but it's okay to affect this election when it affected Donald Trump. I, I got gotcha. you. But when it affected the Democrats and the Biden crime family, you wanted to cover it up because it looked bad. You freaking pansy bastard. What a scumbag. By the way, I have some reaction. How is it the FBI charges Alexander Smirnoff? That's the guy they accuse of lying, the uh, FBI agent, uh, uh, I'm sorry, operative. They accuse, they charge Alexander Smirnoff with lying to FBI about Biden's while Christopher Steele walks free and was never charged. Another, Christopher Steele was a lefty, legit Russian asset spreading lies about Trump in a fake dossier to the highest echelons of the DOJ and the news media while working as an FBI. 
FBI informant and Democratic Party. This just ain't working. In addition to everything else, uh, it appears the FBI needs to do a better job vetting their highly paid and long-term confidential sources. Whatever happened to Christopher Steele and Stephen Halper? Were they also charged with deceiving the entire world? No. Hey, gee, maybe the FBI is clearly still operating on behalf of the Bidens. If lying to the FBI were a prosecutable offense, Hillary Rodham, Peace Stinky, Fart Cabbage, Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele would have already been charged. Instead, Fusion GPS sources were on the payroll of the FBI, so they continue their illegal spying campaigns. I mean, this is the dirtiest stuff that's ever happened in this stinking country. FBI informants telling the truth about Burisma bribing. Isn't it odd they're arresting him for telling them something false as Christopher Steele and Fusion GPS remain in good standing? And by the way, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that uh, uh, the uh, the Mueller report, when he was testifying in Congress, they asked him about the GPS, Fusion GPS, and he said, well, I've never heard of them. Remember that? He said, oh, I don't know who that is. The Mueller report. He didn't know who GPS Fusion GPS was. <sighs> the fix is in, folks. They're going to do it again. They're getting away. It's the Russian collusion all over again. They're getting away with it. 513. Luckily, we have Holy Crap and Sports coming up next. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, look out, it's only me. It's on the camera with Pete and Flounder 519 coming up the latest on Travis and Tay-Tay. Also, Michael J- uh, Jackson's nose job, the truth revealed. And I got a whole bunch of birthdays on Sports Row, but first, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Well, Braves' first spring training game just two days away, Saturday against Tampa Bay. And congrats to Ronald Acuna Jr., named the best player in Major League Baseball by the MLB Network. They do their top 100 every year. He's number one. Freddie Freeman was fifth. Shohei Otani was just fourth. Hmm. Aaron Judge third. And Mookie Betts second. And by the way, it was on this date back in 2011 that Freddie and Jason Hayward were on the front cover of Sports Illustrated's MLB preview. Oh, my God. Jason Hayward. Holy, that's right. (laughs) Uh, New Braves lefty Chris Sale threw for the first time this spring against batters today. Came away pleased with his outing, so we're all happy to see that. I hope so, man. When he's on, he is vicious. Love it. Yep, he is. There was a time a few years ago that former White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson was considered one of the best players in the game. Not anymore. Oh. The 30-year-old has latched on with the Marlins for one year, $5 million. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, I remember oh, that, that is... name. Absolutely. Yeah. A longtime tennis coach Manny Diaz is retiring at Georgia after 36 legendary years. He's the SEC's all-time winningest coach, over 700 victories. The USTA Southern Tennis Hall of Fame coach guided Georgia to 29 SEC championships, four NCAA national titles in 1999, 01, 07, and 08, and has been named SEC Coach of the Year seven times. Wow. Yes, you can say Manny Diaz has raised quite a racket in Georgia tennis history. Oh, oh. Quite a Oh, yeah, well, I really, really here, love so. to have him over there in the <clears throat> tennis A life played out against the backdrop of fuzzy balls. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's what Good she for said. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Going there. Okay. Uh, former Alabama head coach Nick Saban is not holding back when it comes to the state of college football. Yeah. Saban told ESPN, quote, what we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it. You hear somebody use the word student athlete, that does not exist, end quote. 
Saban yeah. says collectives should go away, and a system where you donate to a school and then can write it off on your taxes should replace it, and that athletes should have to sign a contract like the NFL players do. That's that's coming. Yeah. Contracts are coming. I guarantee you in five years. But at least coming. for the top echelon, of, former, you know, the top schools, uh, the, you know, the big-time Charlie Feeder schools to the pros, absolutely. It's just minor league of the pros. That is. You're right. And former Bama play-by-play man Eli Gold is not going quietly into that dark night. The 70-year-old Gold says the university wanted him to retire, and he refused, so they fired him. Whoa. And sometimes being a Nepo baby doesn't pan out. Jack Collinsworth, the son of NBC analyst Chris Collinsworth, <laughs> has been fired. Fired as the play-by-play voice of Notre Dame football after just two seasons. Yeah. Well, we try to talk like his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, he, I was going to make that voice. Uh, he's like deliberately trying to talk. Like, oh, God, it's so annoying. He doesn't talk that way. I know. <laughs> and he's just like his dad. He sounds, he looks like his oh, dad. And God. you're telling me when NBC hired him that he was the best guy for that job and yeah, all the millions of people please. that live in this country that yeah. he was the best guy for that Yeah, yeah name bingo right there. Meanwhile... Have you gotten used to having a 12-team playoff this upcoming college football season? (laughs) Well, maybe I shouldn't have, I guess. (laughs) No, because now you might have to get used to a 14-team playoff as the committee is discussing the change for the 2026 season. How are they going to pull this (laughs) off? (laughs) And a few years ago, the the great Mississippi State coach, uh, Mike Leach, predicted a 64-team playoff coming, (laughs) and maybe it's on its way. Yeah. So, how much would it be worth to you to streak the Super Bowl? Someone said uh, you have to pay a certain amount of money to streak at the Super Bowl. How much would you pay? I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't want to go running naked through the Super Bowl. Why the hell would someone (laughs) want to pay money for that? Uh, What possible? (laughs) 23-year-old Alex Gonzalez went on Instagram, said he did not want to get old and regretful for not having tried to streak a Super Bowl in the prime of his youth. (laughs) So, of course, in the third quarter, uh, he ran with his friend Sebastian Rivera, 22, both of Miami, Florida. They jumped out onto the field and ran as Las Vegas police caught them and arrested them. Now, Gonzalez will have to pay a fine of how much do you think the fine is? Oh, well, now, if they were going to be serious, probably a thousand bucks. Higher. Real five thousand. Higher. Whoa. For streaking at the public streaking at the wow. Ten thousand. Higher. Oh, my God. Twenty five. Twenty seven thousand four hundred dollars. Higher. $31,209. Higher. $47,608. Well, now you're just being silly. Oh, 42000 <laughs> oh, American God. dollars he's going to have to fork off. Holy smokes. $42, I'll bet he hasn't got $42 in the bank. <laughs> we'll see. And you might want to get used to saying this phrase, starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, J.J. McCarthy. Oh, oh, really? Where did that come from? Yeah, seems the former Wolverines quarterback is moving up the draft chart with a bullet. One NFL media member saying the Falcons will choose McCarthy with the eighth pick. Now, wasn't now he looked great, but didn't you say he has has an issue with uh, being able to stand the pressure or the uh, injuries or something, or was that somebody else I'm thinking of? No, I think no, that's Penix you're thinking of. Oh, McCarthy that's right, that's right. was the guy it was that against right? Penn State they handed the ball off 30 straight times in yeah. the second half. It's like he yeah, did, he didn't use him as much as he yeah. should have, yeah. you know, frankly. Well, I mean, so, they we'll got to do something. I mean, they got to do something. You got a quarter. You have to get a quarterback. 
I'm telling you right now, though, Falcon, while he may be great, Falcons fans will not be happy if they draft him. I'm well. not kidding. They won't be happy. Mm-hmm. In case you're wondering how 61-year-old uh, Lenny Dykstra is doing, recovering from his stroke, his yeah. friend says Lenny is getting better, surrounded by hot nurses. <laughs> well, who amongst us would not be yeah, getting better? Thank you. Surrounded yes. by hot nurses. Uh, and how bad are the new uniforms for MLB players? Oh, well, man. Shohei <laughs> did a photo shoot, and you could see his jersey tucked in through his pants, which oh. means they're damn near see-through. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is a new marketing ploy by MLB to get more ladies into the stands, or in the Dodgers' case, more guys. I mean, you know, we'll oh, see. Well, no, we'll find no, out. No, who are we? No. Uh, by, by, by the way, there's been a whole – social media is exploding with the, with pictures of the uniforms and comments by the players. that They hate them. And a couple the of guys saying, no, they give us a little more room. But but still, they look like crap to me. I don't I don't like them at all. And I can't imagine what they're, they don't fit and they're not tailored. And I thought they could do that individually right. anyway. But still, I, I've heard nothing but complaints about the about the about how the way they feel, the way they fit. Yeah. Uh, and everything. They're just not... Outside of them being airy and cool when it gets hot, yeah. other than that, they can still make them look good, and they yeah. look cheap. Yeah. They really do. They do look, yeah, look minor league or some, uh, like an, athlete, yeah. an amateur association or something. Yeah. Former Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Johnny Manziel told Shannon Sharp that in 2015, he weighed 210 pounds when he left the Browns. But a few weeks later, he weighed only 170. Ooh. How did he lose that much weight that fast? And Johnny Football said, I was on a strict diet of blow. Yeah. Cocaine, heroin. Yeah. Wow. Which sounds better than Ozempic, by the way. Uh, Manziel <laughs> says cocaine wasn't the only thing he was ingesting. He supplemented his drug pyramid with the Oxycontin and Percocets. Oh, my God. How could you so walk around? A fully rounded diet. Oh, right my there, God. Well, all the food groups, you know, all three. Remember that kid from uh, the punter from San Diego State? He was the best punter that had come along in years, yes. and the Bills drafted him. Yeah. And then that uh, Russell teenager Ar- out in San Diego. No, Matt Ariza. Oh, is yeah, his Matt. Name. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're suddenly going back to the 1970s. I'm sorry. It's a mental thing. I'm, I'm a little fluent to today. Erks Laban was out of Texas, and he went playing <laughs> for the Saints. I'm but so uh, okay, <laughs> it's, 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 little flashback there. The hey, last punter, trip it was, it was a punter. It was a punter. I knew it was a punter. I got the punter part right. I'm per, in fact, I'm pretty proud of that. I thought of the name of a punter, so there. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Well, he was actually. also a place kicker too. Well, there Erks you Laban, are. I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was. Anyway. Matt Ariza was uh, accused by a 17-year-old girl uh, three years ago yeah. of rape. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And the Bills cut him without uh, you know, due process right. or anything. And basically the, the Jets worked him out. Well, he's been cleared. She took him off the lawsuit, basically yeah. saying that she'd made a mistake. He wasn't one of the ones that supposedly gang raped her. Yeah. And so the poor kid's you know, complete Ruined. life he's has been forever. screwed up at yeah. this point. Forever. He'll, he'll, but he'll, the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs just signed him, so hopefully he's getting it back on track there. Oh, good. Good, good. Yeah. In just three years, regular players of pickleball, the cross between tennis, ping pong, squash, and badminton, has increased by more than 150%. 36 million Americans are playing this right now. They all love it. But now doctors are warning that the fastest-growing sport in America has a serious health hazard, Boredom. No, I'm just kidding. Serious <laughs> eye injuries. Stationary sitting. <laughs> yeah. Serious eye injuries causing blindness. This ball's small size means it could slot right into your eye's protective socket, which could lead to eye bleeding, oh, holes in your retina, and glaucoma. Oh, oh now, how many times has that ball gone into somebody's eye socket? 
They say once a year there's a serious accident. Oh, for God's sake. Once a year. Well, then but the doctors are warning us. Well, oh, we got to regulate yeah, this. This is horrible. sunglasses or something. Good Lord. By the way, pickleball <laughs> was invented back in 1965 as a children's backyard game in Washington State. But it says uh, nearly 70% of adults over the age of 55 are playing it right now. Yeah. I've yet to play I it. I can't it. believe I, I haven't so I haven't far. Either. No. 64% of the participants called the sport uplifting. The other 30% could not be reached for comment because it was Green Jello Day at the Early Bird Special <laughs> at the Piccadilly. So they weren't allowed to be uh, commenting on that. Oh. I'd, I'd love to play it. I just uh, Does anybody play it and knows where we could go actually sit and play it and, and film it? That would probably well, be pretty interesting. I believe uh, Tug and his wife Laura play in uh, the Alpharetta area. Really? Well, we should yeah. maybe uh, we should. Uh, uh, I'll ask him about it. Yeah, and we at least go watch and see because I've I mean I've seen my kids and my uh, favorite ex wife and the one who loved me actually play down in Florida when I meet them. In fact, I'm going you, to meet you, there. You, you, next you go month. watch a baseball game. You you watch a football game. I don't know if you go and watch a pickle well, game. I was I was visiting them on the beach for the, my, va- uh, my gosh, yearly vacation, so does. I was going to be watching them no Grandpa matter what. Grandpa does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also watched Brady sink a lot of baskets when he was uh, showing me his uh, a three yeah. uh, three point style too. So there you go. You also <laughs> run old videotapes and kinetoscopes of Russell Erkslade punting for the. Same. I knew it was a punter. I'm pretty proud of the fact that I pulled up the name of another punter. I mean, how many guys can say, I can name you two punters? So there you are. (laughs) Name me another one. Well, I don't think I... All right, Pat Summerall. How about that? He's a place kicker. Place kicker. Well, then uh, Dolph... uh, No, uh, 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 how about... uh, Oh, uh, 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 Gifford... What's his name? Gifford, who cheated on uh, Kathy Lee Johnson. Place uh, kicker. Place, well, all right. Uh, oh, our guy we had uh, for the uh, oh, uh, Coco, uh, the guy we have for the Falcons, Coco, uh, Chocho, Coco, Cuckoo. It's got like a, an Asian name. Coco. No, I'm going to let you drown here. I'm not going to throw a lifeline <laughs> oh, to you crap. at all. Well, now wait a minute. I'll, I'll think of somebody else. I swear to God. Oh, oh, um, uh, oh, um, oh, the, the old, the old Western guy from uh, from Dallas, Texas says, "Well, I can't buy Ray, Ray, no, not Ray Nishke, Ray Nishke, Ray Nishke, the uh, biggest punter Ray in the history of the world." Oh no, I mean Ray. Okay, no, you're no. so close. Ray, Ray, you're so close. Ray, he didn't play for the Cowboys. <laughs> he played for the Packers, and he was a like a, a lineman, a, a, but er, d- a linebacker. Yeah. you're talking about Ray Guy. Ray Guy, the Ray Guy, of all the time. greatest punter of all time. Southern Mississippi, and, and the, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, and the and the backup quarterback for the uh, for the uh, Texas somebody uh, was. Well, I'll put a picture. Not not the. Uh, uh, he was a backup quarterback, and he also punted. Not Walt. Ge- not George Walt Blanda. George Blanda. George Place Blanda. Played on oh, crap. Well, I almost got it. I got Ray. I got the Ray I remember part. the old. Remember the old Falcons guy, John James. He was a punter for I years. Forgot, Great I, punter. I forgot the name. Right. I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Five thirty-two. Where I'm, I'm so I'm late here, and I got some more sports things here too, including a famous call from 1980 that you will remember and bring back some memories. I think it was in 1980. I think I got that call here. Uh, coming up, five thirty-two. Can repeat and a flounder right here. Ah, here we go. Big fight about this. Uh, big about this song. And uh, to go into court about this thing. Let me read what we got here from Flounder's uh, musical chart. 1977, the Eagles released Hotel California, the title track from the Eagles album of the same name, written by Don Felder, Don Henley, and Glenn Fry. Its long guitar coda was voted the best guitar solo of all time. 
by readers of Guitarist. In 1998, the song was awarded the Grammy Award, Record of the Year, 1978. And isn't there a big a, a lawsuit going on right now about who's got the rights to sell what to whom and who's got the issue? I think I was reading about it today somewhere. And a, a big, huge uh, lawsuit, testimony, and they've been fighting it for years. Yeah, Don Henley's supposed to testify today. I think one of the members is arguing that he has certain rights to the song. Yeah, and, I, I don't know how they're going to try to split it up. or yeah. I don't know what started it, but obviously it's a nasty situation that's been going on for years. I, th- I guess it was some... Uh, Oh I, know, oh, I know what it was. There were some handwritten lyrics. I guess the, I think the issue is over handwritten lyrics, and somebody got them and is now trying to sell them. And so Don Henley is saying, "Wait a minute, you don't." I mean, I think that's what the issue is. I think the issue is over the handwritten lyrics and who owns them and who has them and who shouldn't or whatever. I think that's it. Uh, and a couple of sports things here, Pete, if you don't mind. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, how you doing? Five forty. We'll have a Pete's tweets, and we'll have a Flounder's funny. And uh, we got Andy on the phone. I swear, Andy, I'll get right to you. I'm not going to make that up. Uh, quick sports things: Julius Irving, Doctor J, seventy four years old today, basketball uh, uh, Hall of Famer, and uh, VJ Singh, the golfer, is sixty years old today. He got his got his tour card by cheating, but he's proved he can play after that. But he got it by cheating. Uh, for the record, uh, let's see: Khalil Mack, the L.A. Chargers line. Backer 33. Ray John Rondo, former Cleveland Cavaliers guard, 38 today. And uh, the first dog track to use artificial rabbits opened in Emeryville, California in 1920. And on this day in 1980, flounder, if you will, sir. The miracle on ice, 1980, the United States finally beat the Soviet Union in hockey, winning a score of 4-3 to three in the Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, New York. The U.S. went on to beat Finland in the final game, getting the gold medal. Uh, Al Michaels making the call. Do you believe in miracles? Pretty cool. Uh, let's see, 541, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Andy's on the phone. Andy, thank you for holding. I really appreciate your patience, and I apologize for making you wait, and you are finally on the radio. What's up? Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. I wanted to talk about that trans basketball player, but first, regarding those new Major League Baseball see-through uniforms. Yeah. Well, the NFL used Taylor Swift to attract more young female viewers. Baseball had to do something to compete. I, I, yeah, but you know, showing guys junk running the first. I mean, you know, I guess that's attractive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm a little iffy on that one. To be honest in, with you. <laughs> that actually ties into what I want to tell you about this trans basketball player. I, I want to tell you about something I used to do in high school. I did it in practice. I never did this in a game. But I played forward for my high school basketball team, and my best friend Casey did as well. And we used to always guard each other during scrimmage. And if a shot went up and we're jockeying for position for the, the rebound, if I, if I was boxed out and couldn't get the rebound, instead of going up for the ball, when Casey would jump, I would grab his gym shorts and pull him down to his ankle. Yeah, I was going to say, I did the same thing in Lennox Prep School for boys. <laughs> they should have done that to the tranny. Somebody should have done that to the tranny. <laughs> Can you imagine him standing there in his jock strap with his hairy butt going? Oh, God. 
You that know, picture would be worth more than a thousand words. I'll, you know, Andy, I can't imagine. I don't know whether you have kids or if, I can't. If my if my daughter had been playing in a game like that with a guy with six foot guy with a freaking whiskers, knocked her to the ground so hard, threw her sweat, just threw her to the ground to hurt her, and he, there were her, two other girls got hurt during the game too. They didn't even want to play. I guarantee you, I would have been in jail because I would have been on that court within five seconds, uh, ending that issue once and for all, and then face the jury of my peers. I, I, how, how would you have reacted if that had been your daughter that he had thrown, that a guy playing a, as a girl had thrown to the floor? Well, Pete was right. I would have done the wrong thing. I'd have gone out and hit him. Yeah. The thing to do would get your wife to go out and hit hit him. Kick but him in the nuts. She'd just kick him right in the yeah, balls. That's the a, yeah, yeah. Or go <laughs> his father's face. Yeah, because then, yeah, then he can't hit back and claim. Uh, yeah, you're a suit. Right. He, then he looks like a pan, the pansy that his son is. Well, the only so way to deal with wrong on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, and you got to deal with a bully the way you deal with a bully. And so, you know, it's it's not nice to say call for violence, but he needs to be ta- he needs to be punched out. Somebody needs to knock him freaking silly, bloody his nose, and lay him on the floor crying like a little girl. Uh, other, otherwise, they're going to keep going. That's the only way to do it. Anyway. Absolutely. It's bad enough when they're taking away the girls' spots on the team. But when you go about injuring yeah. other players, yeah. that is just unacceptable. That's a step way too far. Andy, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Please call more often, 544, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And then President Pukeface has the balls uh, to come on last night at a fundraiser in San Francisco and say uh, he, he was talking about Strom Thurmond. They haven't passed the uh, Senate foreign aid bill. And so uh, 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 President Stupidface says, I've been a senator since 72. I've served with real racists. I've served with Strom Thurmond. But guess what? These guys are worse. These guys don't believe in basic democratic principles. They do terrible things. So he's anybody who doesn't b- agree with, with this president is now a racist worse than the racists that were the worst racists we had in this country. Hard to freaking believe. Honestly, I, I don't know where the hell he thinks he's... Uh, and by the way, some of the reactions saying, oh, really, Strom Thurmond was a segregationist who raped a black child. What is the absolute blank that this Joe Biden's talking about? When he praises Strom Thurmond, he said, at least Strom Thurmond, you know, did the right thing at the end there. He was doing the right thing for the people. And they're saying, oh, yeah, uh, Strom Thurmond uh, uh, and Joe Biden are as big a racist as each other is. And Biden knows this. His power relies on keeping black people in perpetual ignorance and fear. Fear. Biden doing his, oh, sorry, I'm committing genocide right now, apology tour to rehabilitate his reputation with his left-leaning voters. And the headline, Strom Thurmond, really wasn't so bad if you really think about it. I mean, this is a freaking disgrace. Scumbag, racist divider. God, they're going to reelect him again. And, and now the Russian collusion thing back on Donald Trump because of what the FBI did. It's just a scandal. It's just a scandal. Uh, tweets and uh, funny things coming up 546 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And we'll be on Shannon Burke's show after 6 on his show at Florida Man Radio after 6. Boy, this song is played. Where do they play? Where do I hear this song all the time? Is this a theme for somebody? Yeah, no, I play it as a music bed. Oh, that's, I, I hear this all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? This reminds me of, if you ever used to watch The Honeymooners, Jackie Gleason show? I, with I know Art the Party. show, yeah. Well, there was one time when Jackie Gleason was going to be on Name That Tune. Well, for, let me do this first, and then I'll tell the story. I think it's pretty music. Uh, the average white band, that's him playing, right? 
Or is this yeah. Steve Harley? No, this, this is, is an Average White, white band. band. Uh, 1975, the Scottish group Average White Band went to number one with Pick Up the Pieces. Is that this? Yes, it is. Okay. It's an instrumental song, yeah. FYI. And they uh, went on to number one in the British chart and American chart. So there you are. Uh, and a remind. Well, and see a quick. No, I don't care about the history. I remind reminded me of the Jackie Gleason show. Jackie Gleason, you know, he's all just so bombastic and overpowering of everything. And he says, he says, Alice, I'm going on name that tune. I've reckoned, I've, re- I've researched every song that was ever lived. And he and uh, he puts on record players and he plays the first five seconds. He says, "That's Holy Cow" by George Gershwin, written in 1927 with a vocal company by. And he did this over and over. And she'd name us. She'd play a tune, and he'd boy, boom, bam, pow. And then he had his buddy Art Carney coming over, and Art would help him practice. And he said, "Okay, Art, play anything on the piano." This is how it went. I forgot. I mixed it up. Uh, Art would play. He said, "Play something on the piano. I'll tell you what it is." So Art Carney, before he played the song, he would go. <laughs> Dun 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 dun, and then he play you know the show tune, and uh, Jackie Gleason say that's a show tune from so and so, and he did it ten or fifteen times, and he get him every time. But every time Art Carney before he would play the tune that we want that Jackie Gleason wanted the guest, he would go dun 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 dun, and then play the tune. Well, so Jackie Gleason knows that he knows everyone. He gets on the show, and the guy says, "Well, Mr. Gleason, he says I'm going to win everything. I'm going right to the top, Artie. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to name every song. I'm going right to the." Top. And he says, Well, here's our first tune. And the first tune was dun 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 dun. He said, He goes, Oh my God, it was a tune that Art Carney had played every single time. He had no idea what it was. So he didn't even make the first one. And the guy said, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. I'm sorry. So he said, Oh, I'm sorry. Written by Gershwin in 1924. I mean, every time the guy said something, that's all, that's all written by so and so. And he didn't know the original Art Carney playing the piano. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to I just. Oh, what a great show. There we go. 5.55. My God, we're almost out of freaking time. We got tweets and we got Pete. And we came up with a title we like called Pete's Tweets. The only thing better than an actual Honeymooners episode is for you to reenact the Honeymooners episode and get it wrong. You're going right to the moon, Alice. Yeah, I did get it right. right I got the whole thing the wrong. Anyway, uh, recently, the biggest AI models such as ChatGPT and Meta had some war games played on them to see what they would do. Oh, boy. Five military conflict scenarios were given to them with three plans they could choose to follow. They could invade. They could cyber attack or they could have peace negotiations. In every case, in every model, in every scenario, the path that artificial intelligence chose was to go to war. Uh, And nuclear war was not left off the table. You know, did we see a Matthew Broderick movie about this with, uh, you know, war games games where they, uh, that's just a computer game. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Well, not a computer game anymore. Yeah, do you want to play a game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was a good good movie, by the way. It was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can now get a new Kit Kat flavor. Uh, would you try mayonnaise, Kit Kat? No, 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 no. In fact, wasn't there one of the Super Bowl commercials where they're eating mayonnaise out of the jar with a spoon? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was going to throw up. I love mayonnaise yeah, on everything. I, if I have a sandwich that's got mayonnaise on, I love mayonnaise, but not out of the jar. God, I'm sorry. No. Mm. no, no, no. Uh, Jim says he loves putting on warm underwear fresh out of the dryer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Plus, it's fun to look around the laundromat and guess who they belong to. Oh, God. <laughs> you imagine walking in the laundromat. Oh, no, I can't. No, I can't imagine. Put your clothes on. 
have to walk out of it. <laughs> and uh, Chris says the lady at Publix asked him why he didn't like the self-checkout lanes. He said, I've already worked 10 hours today. Why couldn't y'all do this back in the 90s when I was buying condoms and rolling papers? <laughs> <laughs> I do, every time I go buy Lotrimin yeah. or something like that, yeah. I go through the self-checkout yeah. so I don't have to, to show that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, there's Pete's tweet. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Uh, five, got 557. And now... A quick love story for you. Taylor Swift wasted no time showing her lover Travis the sights around Sydney, Australia. Yes, they got together. The trip allows on the heels of her third Super Bowl win that she was in the stands for her man. They spotted wrapping his arms around Taylor as they walked around the zoo, checking out the zoo in Australia. They handheld some of the kangaroos and met koalas during their wholesome day out, accompanied by her dancers. They cut a casual figure for the sunny day, rocking a denim miniskirt and white sneakers. Uh, Taylor slicked her blonde hair back into a messy bun that allowed her signature bangs to frame her face and topped off her low-key look with a pair of blacked-out shades. Kelsey, for his part, opted for a navy T-shirt, patterned red shorts, and white sneakers. He accessorized with a white hat, and a chain necklace. Ah, uh, the second time in two days, having visited the day before, venturing out in Sydney with her man, visiting the zoo, seeing carrying a digital camera, taking a peculiar liking to the Tasmanian devils as she and her lover strolled through the zoo in Australia. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> Nobody believes this is going to last or that it's real except me, apparently. I honestly, I, I know I'm wrong on everything else in the world. Probably wrong about this, too. Uh, uh, Flounder, how about a little Flounder's Funny for the end of the show? Here we go. Nothing has ever benounced. <laughs> That's what bugs me about it. You hear people say it all the time. I was unbeknownst to me. I had no idea. But, <laughs> but the English language, man, we've got a lot of jacked up stupid words. They got to go. They got to go. <laughs> unbeknownst. You're gone. <laughs> unbeknownst. Nothing has ever benounced. <laughs> That's what bugs me about it. You hear people say it all the time. I was unbeknownst to me. I had no idea, but nobody ever calls money. I'm like, geez, dude. At what point did you benown it? <laughs> you had to We even knew something was going on. How could you not benown? <laughs> Extraordinary. Out. <laughs> extraordinary. More ordinary. Who, who wants that? <laughs> you are extraordinary. Can I tell you that, man? You are ordinary plus. <laughs> <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> Extravaganza. So long. More vaganza. What am I supposed to do with all this vaganza I got laying about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you, Flounder and Pete. Noly the Kibber saying, I gotta go. You're killing me. Hoorah! See you tomorrow. Letter it Friday. Anything that goes, we'll be on Florida Man Radio in a couple of minutes with Shannon Burke. If you want to tune it in. Look out. Herp and herp. This is an extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 1063 FM or download the extra 1063 app. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 